1: It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with Ariel The Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life. You may be wondering, who is that beautiful man that has replaced Ariel Hawani? It is I, New York Rick, the one from the back, now in the passenger, uh, I'm sorry, now in the driver's seat, formerly the passenger seat. I am here um, in my Halloween getup. Let me know how it goes uh, give me some uh, feedback on Twitter. I think I've pulled it off nicely. The crisp Ariel Hawani shirt, the Montreal Expos hat. not uh, not a slight tribute to the to the great uh, Ariel Hawani who will not be hosting today. I am in the host's chair, uh, brand new chair. Some of you may notice that uh, at the end of the show, we have a squeaky chair. This one is brand new. They brought it in just for me. Ariel doesn't get that kind of treatment. That's what happens when I step in. So, We've got a great show for you today, or I've got a great show for you today. Uh, This was all done by me, and uh, I think I deserve a lot of credit for that. Um, Now that Ariel has handed over the reins, uh, today's show is going to be a little bit different. We're going to hear from John Pollock of the Fight Network. He's going to uh, talk to us about everything going on in Canada, UFC 206, George St. Pierre, um, and a little bit of wrestling. I know uh, some fans are going to tune out at that point. Guess what? You should stick around because it's going to be interesting. Hell in a Cell. Uh, we'll be talking about that with John Pollock. Followed by actor, heartthrob, MMA shitster, betting pool uh, enemy, Devin Sawa, is going to be on the show. Followed by the one and only, fellow New Yorker, uh, very near and dear to my heart, Mark Ray Mundy. Uh Wouldn't have been a show without him. i glad to have uh, made him uh, you know, a part of it. And then... We may have some surprise guests. Who knows who's going to stop by? Anybody could stop by. Alex from the back could stop by. Miles in the back could stop by. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? But I know there is one thing that's going to happen. And some of you, this is why you're tuning in. We are going to be giving away, later in the show, a ticket to join me. You're going to be my personal guest. I'm going to be bringing you to UFC 205 on behalf of uh, a very special uh Group, a very special sponsor later in the show, so stick around for those details. We'll we'll be giving that out later. Now, some of you who are tuning in for the first time, or for uh, you know, or who are regular uh, viewers of the show, may be wondering why is Ariel not here. Well, there's good news, which is that Ariel had a beautiful baby girl. Ariel and his wife. Uh, had a beautiful baby girl. To add to the family, he had two boys already. Um, so everybody, please wish him congratulations on that. Um, we couldn't be happier for him here. I personally couldn't be happier for him. And not only because I get to sit in this host chair, uh, but also because uh, he he deserves it and and they're a wonderful family. And therefore, I got to step into this, into this position. Let's talk. A, I want to go all the way back to the beginning, how I got here, just so that everybody's kind of caught up to speed. Nearly five years ago, this is, it feels like a lifetime now, I sent one email to Ariel Hawani asking him uh, if I could work on his show, and I believe that he's actually embarrassingly uh, read this email on air. I asked him, could I work on your show? I know you do it in New York. I'm a huge fan Uh, I'll do anything. I'll get you coffee. I'll polish your, uh, journalist of the year trophies. I'll do whatever it takes. At the time, the show happened to, this very show happened to be transitioning from AOL to Vox to SB Nation. And, uh, they were in need of somebody. Ariel called me out and, and, uh, you know, put my name forward because at the time the show needed somebody who, who also knew about MMA. Now, some of you may say, be saying, he doesn't know anything about MMA. Hopefully that's not uh, the case. Uh, I like to think that, uh, I follow it pretty closely. Um, so Ariel and Vox gave me a shot and five years later, you know, we've, we've gone the ups and downs. I've, I've been the intern in the back. I've been the guy just reading the questions, got my own camera. Now we've, raised it, and I'm now sitting in the host chair, the first and only person to ever do that outside of Ariel Helwani. Um, I'm truly and, and completely uh, honored uh, to have been chosen for this. Uh, there's no other way to say it. Um, it's been a long journey, but uh, I, I am so grateful for, for the opportunity from Ariel um, to be the only one to have ever hosted a show outside of him. So, uh, with that said, why don't we you know, uh, I'll lose the cap because the man bun is in full effect and that's what the people have come to see and we will uh, go to our first guest via skype we're going to bring in the fight Network's john pollock as i said at the top of the show lots to discuss in canada but uh we're also going to uh talk about hell in a cell which i watched up until the very end uh don't know uh what the thinking was there. I I had to step away. So maybe John can fill me in on the ending, uh, get some spoilers out. John, there you are via Skype. How are you today?
0: New York, Rick. I mean, what a sight this is. It's finally hosting the MMA hour. Actually, let's start there
1: rather than jumping straight into the MMA. Every uh, year, Ariel Helwani comes on your show, uh, the MMA report, and you do a predictions uh, segment right at the end where he, he prognosticates on the upcoming year. He talks about, you know, this person's going to win this title, how many people are going to be in this weight class, et cetera, et cetera. One of the things that you've been asking all along, very beginning when there were no New York Rick fans, uh, out there and you know, hopefully there are some now, uh, when there were no New York Rick fans out there was one day New York Rick would step into the hosting chair. And now Ariel has always flatly said no about this. But you've continued to ask the question, do you feel that you've influenced him? Do you feel that you, were the, you are the reason I am here today?
0: Oh, without a doubt. I definitely take a, a lion's share of the credit for this actualization of New York Rick in the host chair. I started doing that game uh, New Year's 2013 with a game called Likely Unlikely. And every year I threw it out to one Mr. Ariel Hawani of Eric New York Rick hosting the MMA Hour and without fail unlikely 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 well this year it became likely new york rick so i'm very happy to see that ariel uh much like sometimes change it just takes a lot of time to shift the focus to to take that big step and today represents that step for one ariel hawani as he steps aside and allows you to come in
1: well i thank you for that and and i do think a lot of the credit does go to you uh planting that seed long ago um let's uh let's talk about actually do you recall if Ariel said unlikely for this year?
0: I would have to go back and check. I I definitely don't think he said likely. <laughs> if it was brought up on this past year. So I, I feel I'll like be honest there.
1: I feel like the last couple of years he's been waffling a little bit. Like he's he's kind of seen this uh, coming and, and thought to maybe uh, hedge his bets a little bit um, as as the the, the the slow player that he is.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm going to construct quite the game for 2017. There, there we go. This 2 2016. I mean, the world has changed. It's a banner year. Okay, let's let's talk UFC. UFC
1: 206 last week. Uh, the UFC announced uh, Max Holloway and Anthony Pettis. Fantastic fight for that card. Um, do you feel that that's enough to make this card? Uh, a big seller as far as tickets, as far as pay-per-view, as far as pay-per-views go in Canada. Is this going to be an event that, you know, was worth the wait? Is, is this Toronto event going to be as built?
0: Yeah, I think there's definitely a a difference between a great fight card and a, a very commercially successful card. And this, this fight to me, how could you possibly complain about, uh, this fight between Anthony Pettis and Max Holloway, but do I feel it's going to make any difference in the the pay-per-views with the live gate? No, I don't. I think that this card is largely being bought and sold based on the main event, and I think everyone knows what the ceiling is for a rematch with Daniel Cormier and Anthony Johnson, and if you just look at this card on paper, there are a lot of entertaining fights on this. Cub Swanson, Duho Choi, I think the main event, the fact that this rematch is happening now, I think there's a lot of interesting questions, but there is no possible way to compare this uh, to the events that precede it with 205 and that will be happening a few weeks later with 207. The expectation was thrown out there with George St. Pierre. The average fan has heard, hey, George wants to be on this card. He's not on this card. And this card, it either has George or it doesn't. And it's a mountain of difference between the numbers that this event's going to generate with him or without him.
1: Is it almost too late to add George or would this be worth it at this point? Would, would they be able to drum up enough support in, in the uh, you know final month coming into it if they were to add George NPR right now?
0: I would say, you know, the, the odds of George getting onto this card, you never discount that 11th hour deal being yep. struck. But I almost feel that we are the the horse has left at this point. It's. The tickets have been put on sale, the promotion has started, and to fully maximize George St. Pierre's return, I know Luke Thomas brought up this point last week on the MMA beat, is that you want to fully maximize a George St. Pierre return, and I don't know if you can do that between now and December the 10th when you've already begun the promotion. It's not just this one-day thing. It's a multiple-week promotion to build something like that up, and I would almost— hold off on George now until 2017 when you can present him properly and maximize that return and just take Toronto for what it is. It's going to be a card that will probably do in the neighborhood of 325,000 buys as is. And you're intrigued,
1: as you said, by the the matchup between Anthony uh, Johnson and and Daniel Cormier? I,
0: I am. I feel that, you know, there was... The first fight was was very interesting in the, in the fact that it was, you know, a a, a, sh- a very late replacement for uh, Daniel Cormier to take that spot. We all saw what Anthony Johnson did in the first round and here he's had that year and a half to look back at that and how does he prepare differently for Daniel Cormier? I feel Cormier uh will be favored in this fight because of the first one, uh but Anthony Johnson, to me he's the most interesting light heavyweight at, at this point in time. yes, there's this shadow over top of them that is John Jones that is going to be another I think distraction to this card. Is everyone questioning what is next for John Jones? Uh, but the fight itself i am looking forward to it, but I think that this is this is a title fight that would have greatly benefited from being uh, the co feature on a card and being support to a bigger fight, uh, whether it be George St Pierre or something of that magnitude, which we've kind of conditioned the audience of what to expect now. Pay-per-views need to be big. They need to be very special and differentiate themselves from just your Fox cards, your Fight Night cards. And the bar is very high with 205 and 207. That's what you're telling your audience is pay-per-view worthy now.
1: Yeah, and, and let's let's go back to George for a second. Let's look ahead to 2017 if they're going to be able to bring him back into the fold. Actually, do you think that the UFC will be able to uh, mend that fence, bring George St. Pierre back uh, for 2017?
0: I think so. Just that there's so much money involved for both sides and they can only make that with each other. I mean, the the idea of George fighting this contract to get out, if he truly wants to fight, it doesn't make any sense to do it anywhere but the UFC. He is not, even the lowest UFC offer is probably going to greatly outnumber whatever outside competing offers George would receive. Uh, That would make sense. So for George, I think it is in his best interest that, uh, he had this meeting in Las Vegas. I think cooler heads will eventually prevail because it's just there's so much money to be made there. The issue that that I brought up is that. It's not just an isolated incident. It's how all these kind of big stories with with the recent cuts and everything weaves together is that if George wants to create this precedent where I'm leaving all this endorsement money on the table in order to come in, I want to make this guaranteed amount to compensate me properly. Well, that raises the ceiling for your other draws, your your Conor McGregor's, your Ronda's, who are all going to say, well, if that's the guarantee George gets, well, I want this much more than George, because I've also left tons of endorsements outside with this Reebok deal. So you're not just increasing George's amount because he will pay for himself. That is no question with the, mu- with the added buys he's going to attract. But then you're raising the ceiling at a time when we- we've seen the documents that have come out, the amount of debt that they have taken on, and it is cost-cutting time and not just proliferating your expenses for your top draws. But that's necessary for the UFC to keep all of these people happy, to meet these big expectations of earnings for the next number of years.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we just saw Fabrizio Verdum coming out, uh, making a social media post, uh, you know, slamming Reebok and and promoting Nike uh, and being removed from his duties because of that. He may be, you know, and and other fighters may be feeling this uh, this sense of, well, why not me? Why can't I have my sponsors uh, versus being forced to to have Reebok? Uh, if, If we get George St. Pierre back 2017 for the UFC, and I personally feel. He's at the age where he can't afford to do the legal battles. He can't afford to shop around. Um, it just makes perfect sense for the UFC and him to come to terms. Um, certainly now they're not in the best of terms, although um, I believe Dana White recently came out and said they're, uh, they are on best of terms. Their relationship's never been better. Uh, who, you know We'll take that for what that is. Uh, if sure. George comes back in 2017, is Michael Bisping, who recently called him out and George accepted that challenge, is that the right opponent for George?
0: I mean, the thing is, that middleweight is so fascinating at the moment that, I mean, that's the one thing. We have all these contenders that are going to emerge. November is just a, like this unofficial eliminator tournament with with the top 185 pound fighters that Michael Bisping is going to have no shortage of opponents at 185 pounds. However, no matter who comes out of that sweepstakes with the next title shot, it will pale in comparison to what Michael Bisping can make for a fight with George St. Pierre. So there is a selfish reason Michael Bisping would want that fight. I think there's a reason George St. Pierre would want that fight because he wants to come back and draw as much as possible with a viable opponent. And that's why your Nick Diaz I think, cut the line. It's why Michael Bisping is very attractive to George St. Pierre. So I feel that's a a style of thinking. If you're against the idea of George St. Pierre and Michael Bisping, these are the fights that I think we're going to be seeing more of, where it's not going to be, you know, one versus two. And this is this makes sense from a sporting standpoint. It's we've got to make these gigantic earnings. And if there is a fight that 10 people are going to see, want to see more than the other fight. We are going that direction every single time out. And to meet these earnings, you're going to have to be doing these fights that maybe don't make logical sense uh, sport-wise, but certainly do revenue-wise. And that's why I think it's been interesting how it's been quiet on the CM Punk front, because there's one school of thought, 100%, he shouldn't be back in the UFC. But is there an audience that wants to see him? Yes, there is. So 2017, I think the entire matchmaking game is going to be thrown out the window, and we're going to be going towards fights that are just— are revenue makers, and St. Pierre and Bisping is one of those.
1: And we've kind of been seeing this trend. There was a time where the UFC uh, was viewed as as you know the preeminent organization, and the matchmaking and, and the rankings were, were uh, something that that was uh, held in high regard. Now we've kind of seen uh, that they're willing to do these fights. So You're saying that you think that in 2017, these one offs, quote unquote, you know, not somebody who's ranked in the division or whatever the the highest pay per view earning fight is going to be, are going to be more prevalent, and we and we might so. If that's the case, let's, let's assume that that's true. Are the rankings irrelevant at this point? Are belts irrelevant at this point? Have we reached the, the point where nobody should even care where they stand in the division?
0: I think that they're, they're a roadmap but I don't think it's anything that the matchmakers are going to marry themselves to. I think in a perfect world, you get something like you did last year with John Jones and Daniel Cormier. It was a big box office attraction, and it was number one versus number two. It was a competitive fight going in. You could debate for either fighter, and that turned out great. But those are very few and far between. And sometimes there are fights that don't make sense. And Michael Bisping and Dan Henderson, I mean, it wasn't this this blockbuster number, but they went with the story over what made the most sense from from a ranking standpoint so i don't see uh, your matchmakers handcuffing themselves to rankings uh, in Beholden to your your fans that are typically buying all of your pay-per-views, regardless of what, what fight is put out. It is, what is the person that maybe only watches one or two fights a year? How do we get them to buy three or four pay-per-views a year? Because we need to make more money than ever with our earnings in order to kick in all of these bonuses. And I know... Uh, MMA Junkie's done a great job, I think, reporting uh, the documents that are out there and what these expectations are and how you're going to make that money. And the days of seeing uh, Demetrius Johnson and Kyoji Horiguchi headlining a pay-per-view, I think that's the old era at this point. I don't foresee those kinds of pay-per-views cutting it anymore. And if Demetrius Johnson is a Fox fighter, so be it. I think that that's the best platform for Demetrius Johnson. Not everybody is going to be able to to carry that at the pay-per-view level. And I don't think they want to be putting out you know, sub-200,000 buy pay-per-views at this point. You need to be shooting for as many as possible. And pay-per-view typically means stories and stars. And competitiveness is a distant third, I think, in that ranking when it comes to people that are spending that money for a particular card.
1: With Rory McDonald now moving over to Bellator george's long layoff um having not fought in in quite a few years and the expectation being built up that he was going to be on this uh card in toronto do you have to hold george for a canadian event is that is that what you have to do or do you have to put him in the next available pay-per-view
0: i i feel it'll just be the next available pay-per-view and maybe a las vegas card maybe it's super bowl weekend uh I mean, the timing was so perfect for this December card. I think you could have really ended this year off with three incredible numbers uh, to finish. It was just so perfect for the market. You had announced this date well in advance. Everyone knew. I mean, going back to June, we knew this card would be coming uh, to Toronto, that it just seemed so tailor-made. It was George on board, and it just couldn't be done. So you kind of have to throw that out the window, I feel, at this point. uh, The Canadian market, it is certainly not what it once was. I think this would have been the necessary shot in the arm with a big special event built around George. But they're looking instantly to uh, where can we best maximize George. And you can do a lot a business with George in Las Vegas. And that's probably where I could foresee this happening, uh, pending that both sides can get pen to paper, but it, it feels like there is that both want the same thing. Now it's just figuring out how do we cross the T's dot the I's and, and make this work for both parties.
1: Absolutely. Let's transition to, uh, some of our fans favorite subject. We're going to go to the world of professional wrestling, uh, oh, dear. A, a world that you're, uh, astute. Um, Women headlined Hell in a Cell. Uh, I believe this was the first, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe this was the first time that women had headlined a WWE event. Yeah, the first
0: time, yeah, that they've gone on last, yes.
1: Do you think that there was any inspiration drawn from the UFC, which I uh, I personally think the UFC has been a a bit of a flag bearer, a, a bit of ahead of its time in terms of putting women on a platform equivalent to men. Um, other sports have not been as as accommodating as as accepting and in doing that, UFC has taken Ronda Rousey. Uh, you know. For, for obvious reasons, I'm not trying to say that you know, they, they built somebody up completely and, and took somebody um, who would not have been headlining otherwise and, and put them in the headline spot. But Ronda Rousey, a clear headline star, uh, and put her in that position multiple times um, because they felt that that was the appropriate way to, uh, to draw fans. Do you think that the WWE had any inspiration from that or do you think this was something completely separate, just a, a swell that, that brought them to that same place?
0: Uh, the WWE has definitely been influenced by the success they have viewed from the outside it, with Ronda Rousey. I mean, that's certainly a, a, re- a big reason uh, for why they, they have, have gotten behind the women to the level that they have. And they brought them up to the main roster uh, last summer, 2015, and it was certainly a struggle to get to where they are now. I, I think that this was certainly—I I don't know how— Sunday night is necessarily going to be viewed. I, I didn't really look at it as the, this historical moment because the difference being, uh, to use the, the MMA analogy with Ronda Rousey and Liz Carmouche. I mean, they announced right away that was going to be the main event. And there were some people that were, well, why isn't Dan Henderson in the main event slot? And that's kind of a forgotten narrative that was live at that time in 2013. But it was clear. Ronda Rousey, Liz Carmouche is the main event. They put all the shoulder programming into it, all the advertising. Those two women did uh, so much media ahead of it. You knew that was the main event. And this, it was essentially, you didn't know until Sunday that these women were going on last. It was a question if they were going on last. And I think that a lot more could have been done to signal ahead of time that that this would be the main event. MMA and pro wrestling, it's the anticipation game. That is where you create the interest. That is where you generate the interest. And then the pay-per-view is the payoff. It shouldn't be you're tuning in and then suddenly you, you happen to tune into something that is of importance when you've squandered maximizing the promotion of it and building up that sense of anticipation. So uh, I think the WWE, they, they still have uh, quite a ways to go. I think they have the right women in place that they can certainly do this uh, but it, it's definitely been a struggle and to the UFC's point I mean when they were with the women there were people that c- questioned should they be headlining this pay-per-view should this be on Fox to just kind of wet everyone's appetite and get a free audience tuning in they were adamant no they are pay-per-view main eventers it was a successful pay-per-view and they went all the way with this women uh, with both women and the entire division and look at the success that they had with that. So I feel the WWE, they're, they're on that track, but I, I certainly would, would give the nod to the UFC in terms of how far they've gone with it and the rewards that they've reaped from it.
1: Uh, recently, we saw the return of Bill Goldberg. To tie this in, I actually have worked with Bill Goldberg through Glory when he was doing a little bit of promotion for us. Uh, um, and Bill Goldberg, uh, very uh, ardent uh, Muay Thai uh, practitioner. Trains very hard in the gym with Simon Marcus. In fact, I think on Goldberg's return, Simon Marcus was in the crowd. He, he gave him some love. Canada's own Simon Marcus. Yes. yes. Um, what do you make of uh, Bill Goldberg's return? Is this the right timing? Um, and, and is Brock Lesnar the right opponent? I believe famously, I didn't, I've never seen this, but I believe famously they had a stinker in their, in their final match because they were both leaving the organization and now they're, they're being reunited uh, for a redo.
0: You want me to tie in some, some incredible facts here, New York Rick? Hit me. March 14th of 2004, it was WrestleMania 20 at Madison Square Garden. Not only my good pal Wei Ting's birthday, but two people live that night at Madison Square Garden. John Pollock and Ariel Helwani in New York City for a match that the crowd absolutely turned on. <laughs> Brock Lesnar and Bill Goldberg. Yeah, it was... Uh, Yeah, it was pretty awful. I mean, the crowd, everyone knew that both guys were leaving the company after this show. So it was just, let's have fun with this. And they totally just turned on this match. And it was, yeah, it was not good. So they're going back to this. I thought the return was excellent. I don't think Bill Goldberg's return could have been handled any better. He came out for the audience in Denver, who was just, they built up the whole show around clips of him, and he came out to his old WCW theme and gave the best promo of his entire career. This was not a guy that was known for his promos, but he came out, he cut a very heartfelt promo, his wife and child were in the front row. It was just a real genuine moment, and those are the things that it makes you really get invested in professional wrestling when you can have those real moments so that was outstanding now they have to do the match which is next month in Toronto uh, at the Air Canada Centre so it's going to be interesting how the crowd reacts to both I think Goldberg's return's been handled well so far he's going to be on Raw tonight in Hartford as well so they do have kind of a the ghosts of their past match to overcome. And at this point, it's a one-off for Bill Goldberg. He said, he's coming in for this one match and he's treating it like it's the last match of his career. So it's, it's the right opponent for, for Brock Lesnar at this point. I think a lot more can be done with Bill Goldberg beyond just this one match at the survivor series. You can, I think you can maximize a lot out of Goldberg for a few select matches, maybe culminating with WrestleMania next year. Uh, But thus far it's, it was a hit with Goldberg's return. It was a miss last week with Brock Lesnar's appearance, which was a disaster on live television. <laughs> and we'll see tonight how it is with uh, with Bill and Hartford for Raw.
1: I'm just going to get you out of here on this. Do you think they'll play up the fact that Goldberg does have some uh, fight training, some some real fight experience? Um, I'm not sure that if they've done that yet. I saw the comb- uh, the you know his return to the ring. I didn't see um, any of that uh, mixed in. But uh, Brock Lesnar has always been the guy that they promoted as here's the real fighter. He's coming in with the MMA gloves. He's wearing the, you know, the four ounce gloves. He's wearing the MMA shorts. Um, he looks like the professional fighter. He's a champion in uh, both sports, as they say. Um, are they going to play up Goldberg or is that going to take away too much from from what Brock Lesnar's kind of cultivated over these last couple of uh, years?
0: No, they they haven't done any of that, but they absolutely should and just send a crew to his gym and and build it up like that as it as it, as if it is a fight between yep. these two and that Goldberg is this guy that beat Brock Lesnar in their their one meeting. And here he is coming back. And he's a guy uh, that can go toe to toe with Brock Lesnar. That's how I would promote this. I think that would be uh, a dynamite idea to do. And they should and not just uh, go off of uh, kind of the legend of Bill Goldberg for WCW fans. I think that that's a very viable way. And they should be doing that. But none of that has aired as of yet. But there's lots of time.
1: And I'm assuming you'll be there.
0: I'm actually not going to be there for oh. the Sunday night. I'm going to go to take over the night prior mm. um, in, in Toronto because they're doing three straight nights at the Air Canada Centre with Raw as well. So uh with with the law on Sunday night, I will be back uh one of our other co-hosts uh, Dan Levransky, will be at the show and then myself and Jason Agnew will be doing the radio show afterwards.
1: There you go. I went to uh I went to that, the takeover the last 2 years in Brooklyn best best money uh i didn't pay for it best uh entertainment experience i've ever had nobody does a live show like like wwe now maybe i'm spoiled maybe it's because the nxt takeover shows are so fantastic uh but i i don't want to do live uh sports uh outside of that it it was the best experience i've ever had in in an arena
0: yeah i mean the takeover shows are generally uh, very very well received um they've done a tremendous job i think of just uh cultivating that brand and yeah the takeover shows in brooklyn have been excellent the last two years
1: john i could not have kicked this off any other way uh as we uh, alluded to at the top of the show you've been predicting this this rise to power uh for for quite a long time i don't know if you were able to see on the on the uh on the feed before but i was wearing the montreal expo's uh, ariel hawani hat the plaid shirt of made famous by you many years ago maybe 2012 2013 uh as the ariel hawani halloween costume uh thank you so much for coming on um it, w- it was a pleasure and uh, we'll catch up with you soon tell people where they can uh, find you
0: uh yeah you can catch uh, the mma report that you were so kindly to uh, mention it drops every thursday at uh both LiveAudioWrestling.com and FightNetwork.com. And yes, uh, my face is all over Fight Network. And yes, I want to let everybody know that I predict these things with New York Rick. And there I've been is. calling it for years. So Ariel Hawani, never take a day off. You never know what could happen.
1: There he is. John, thank you so much. Thank you. That was... Uh... That was special to me because uh, you know we were joking about it, but John um, has been in my corner for a long time, always, always been a, a, a very like uh, warm personality for, uh, for me to bounce off of, um, and he has been asking Ariel about when this day would come, and uh, the day is finally here. I'm in the host chair, if you're just joining, Ariel Helwani uh, just had a baby, a beautiful baby girl, and old New York Rick from the back over there is uh, manning the ship. And hopefully doing a decent job so far. Uh, so we're going to get to our next guest. But before we move along, let me tell you about our friends at ZipRecruiter. They're a sponsor for today's show and we're thankful to have them on board. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? When I was looking for a job, I emailed Ariel Hawani and told him I would get him coffee. He told me, sounds like a plan. And now I'm hosting the MMA Hour. It's incredible uh, how that works. But when I was looking for a job, I was hoping... There was somewhere where I'd be able to post my resume and people will come to me. It was a very arduous task to go out and try and send my resume out to each individual person. ZipRecruiter makes it easy. They're going to find the perfect person. So if you're looking to hire somebody, you're going to go to ZipRecruiter.com and it's going to post to all the top job sites for you. It already has 9 million resumes you can search through. So not only are you going to get the new resumes, there's already a pool of 9 million people that can fill that position that you need. You can add multiple people to your account so your team can all work at the same time to find this perfect person to add to your, your existing team. It's incredible. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 top job sites. That's right, 100 top job sites, including social media networks like Facebook, Twitter, all those, So ZipRecruiter is a search engine for finding and posting jobs. You can find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. How important is it to hire the right people? It's of the utmost importance. It's the most important thing you can do as a business. If you have any issues, ZipRecruiter's friendly and human which is very rare these days, support staff is ready to help. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over one million businesses. They've been featured on Forbes, Wall Street Journal, Time Magazine, New York Times, TechCrunch, CBS, and most importantly, the MMA Hour. When you're doing a search on ZipRecruiter, it's gonna show you the trending career fields, the cities, and the searches. Right now, our listeners of the MMA Hour can post jobs on ZipRecruiters for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash MMA. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash MMA. One more time to try it. For free. That's right. One hundred percent free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash MMA. This is somebody I've known for quite a while now. Uh, I looked back through my Twitter history. Devin Sawa's been a fan of this show for for a long time. Always been a a, a you know a loyal Uh, viewer slash listener, um, checks it out every week. I'd like to say, uh, back in 2013, uh, we crossed paths. Uh, I gave him some, uh, some access at a glory event. He's a big, you know, combat sports fan, MMA, kickboxing, um, all that stuff. And, uh, ever since he's been terrorizing me, talking a lot of trash about me. Um, because we are in a, an MMA betting pool together, and uh, that type of trash talk uh, never ceases with him. He's he's a, a bit of a a card in that regard. So um, I thought it'd be great to have him on. Um, he's been beg- he's been begging me. Oh, please tell Ariel have me on the show. Please, please, please. I'd love nothing more in my entire life. Um, and this is an accomplished actor. Um, so. You know, I was I was a little bit concerned that maybe you know he, he needed uh, some help, um, but now it's finally my opportunity to host the show, so I thought I would uh, bring him in, and here he is via Skype. Um, where where are we? Where is this uh, setup?
3: Whoa, whoa, where, where's Ariel? What where, what's 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 going on? I don't- this is supposed to be. What, what happened I don't know who, who am I talking to who is this
1: I don't know yeah see you you oversold you should have done you should have done the Conor McGregor who is this guy on Jeremy Stevens that would have been what the fuck is that guy <laughs> that,
3: what's up man you look good at that thank you thank you um I get back to MMA now yeah I think it was think, like a pro wrestling stuff
1: oh come on I think I'm, I know you're not a fan of the pro wrestling I tried to keep it like, go ahead
3: I like wrestling I, I, I tune in every once in a while I tried I like the Brock stuff
1: yeah that's it I tried to keep it combat sports related Bill Goldberg uh, was you know promoting Glory in San Diego he, he's been a big supporter really really uh, into the Muay Thai scene uh, been training for a very yeah. long time so I was trying to you know meld those two worlds together but
3: is he, is he back is he is he
1: wrestling again he is back he is back in the WWE just, versus Brock Lesnar just, really Versus Rock Lesnar. There you
3: go. They See, get, I'll, I'll pay the nine bucks for that month.
1: There you go. They got to promote it as a real fight. We were just talking to John about that. That's the way to go. Okay. Very good. Let's start with the beginning. Did I did I encapsulate that correctly? You and I we've we've been on Twitter knowing each other since about 2012,
3: 2013. But was the first yeah. I, I go ahead. I did a I did a TV show called Nikita. Um, and when I had to move up there, I I. I I drove there. I drove from Los Angeles to Toronto. So it was the first time I kind of got into podcasts. This is like six, seven years ago. Um, And that's the first time I I discovered the MMA hour and like watched or or listened to um, like four or five shows on on the trip. And and, uh, I've been listening to it ever since Uh, every week I I tune in and listen to what I can. I always listen to the end. I always listen to the last hour for sure um, or tune in for whoever I want to see. But but, uh, you know, I try to watch it all.
1: And now, was I on the show at that point when you were when you were doing that road trip? You didn't have
3: I don't know, no, you didn't have uh you didn't have the, the Rick's picks or you didn't have the uh, the ending. But I was it wasn't too long after when you did that um you did the P ninety X version of the UFC thing. Where you were on that kick for like two months. You know what I mean? You're obviously off now, but um you, you were doing that <laughs> you were doing that um that was your gimmick. That was your first kind of kind of first kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was a fun time. I am you're. I am obviously off that. I need to get into shape. Nah, you look good. That, let's transition that. I was gonna start yeah. with how your MMA fandom started, but let's actually start with: um, Have you ever had to do anything similar to mixed martial arts, or opted to do something similar to mar- mixed martial arts to prepare for a role, to get into shape, to do that type of thing?
3: Well, I, went, I went I quit acting for um, when I was 24 I quit acting went back to Vancouver um, got into boxing went over with my wife to Thailand and, and tried kickboxing over there um, and then just got into MMA slowly and then got back into acting and it kind of worked out that Nikita was a martial arts show got onto that show did that for four or five years and uh, that's I mean that was a one-time thing I don't think I'll, I'm you know I'm not the van Dam of of, uh, of movies but uh, it's a great way to stay in shape Shape. And the best—the the thing I like about training mixed martial arts is—is is it makes the fights better. It makes it a lot more fun to watch the fights when you know what they're doing. Um, you know, especially with jiu-jitsu and, and muay Thai. So, yeah, it's kind of been my journey with mixed martial arts. And, and somehow, I just—I just started watching. It and I started watching the old Pride stuff, and now I watch it religiously. I watch everything from Glory to Bellator to to you know, of course, the UFC and and all the uh, indie shows in and around town. So.
1: And that's where the fandom started. You said that you started the training and then came watching the the sport and, and consuming everything to get caught up.
3: Yeah, I started boxing first, uh, and then and then kind of just started watching the old. Uh, I mean, I I'd watched the old UFCs like back in the in the mid '90s. You know, I used to get them on VHS, but I, I somehow somewhere I fell off for a few years, and then I went back to it and I started watching the the Ultimate Fighter seasons, and that got me into it. And then I watched the old Chuck Liddell versus Tito and Couture stuff all on tape, um, and just uh, just kind of caught up in it all. And then just now I'm now I'm diehard. Now I can't stop watching it scary (laughs)
1: um in your opinion has there been a a proper has has anybody done the mma movie in in the right way now let's exclude documentaries um let's talk let's talk only you know fictional scripts has anybody done the mma movie right
3: oh man Uh, i think Warrior is as close as they got but it still got a little hokey Mm uh in the middle there you know Uh, i don't think they have i really don't um of course, the documentaries, Smash Machine, and, and sure. some of these documentaries are great. Uh, but no, I don't think it's been done properly yet.
1: Are you going to be the one I,
3: to do it? I, well, I'm too old to play. A, I think I'm getting too old to play a fighter. Um, but I did, I did read a script about a, a, you know, a washed up coach that, that, uh, that was pretty good. Um, maybe one day I'd like to visit that, you know,
1: I definitely disagree with you saying you're too old to be a fighter. I mean, these days, you know, the, the age of, of competition has been pushed. Dan Henderson, damn near one. Yeah, uh, the the, light, yeah. the middleweight title, uh, just yeah, recently. Sure. Well, uh, what about, yeah, you never know. what about directing?
3: Uh, I, I just directed a sh- My first show. I wrote and directed it. Maybe, you know, who knows if there's a real market for it, maybe I'd visit that. I, I, I try the, uh, Doing the MMA movie. I th- um, I just, the only problem is the ground game. And it doesn't, it doesn't translate well to, to the screen. You know what I mean? So it's got to be a lot of stand-up. And then it gets a little, I don't know, a little stunning. Sure. Um, but there's a story there somewhere. There's, there's, the, there's the climb, the, the independent climb and, and you know becoming pro. There's, there's all that. There, it's there. It just has to be done.
1: I have faith that you can do it. Because I feel like it's going to take somebody who um, is, is very hardcore, is very passionate into the sport, um, but started... In the acting world, to bring that to light, um, because I think you know, bringing in people to advise is one thing, but somebody who's very connected to it, I think, will be what brings us to that next point. But as you said, there's so many incredible documentaries out there. Uh, MMA is definitely not underserved in that regard, and boxing, yeah, as well, obviously, combat for sure. sports makes for uh, good documentaries. The the story of that struggle, um, it, yeah, it definitely highlighted well. Sure. Let, let's let's talk about movies. We're gonna stick on the movie uh, okay. a little bit. Apropos, because it's Halloween. Now, I, I've told you this before, mm. Final Destination is m- yeah. my favorite movie, bar none. Number one, not favorite horror movie, not favorite, uh, you know, uh, suspense, thriller, whatever it is, Final Destination, bar none, my favorite movie.
3: Wow, man, thanks. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it, out of all movies, that, that's the one, huh? That's the one. Not, Idle not, a, hands, not a good film or a Raging Bullets, Final yeah, Destination. It's Final
1: Destination. Ah. Idle Hands also up there. But in the ho- horror category, Final Destination is the one.
3: Okay, so in in the horror films, yeah. That do-
1: no, no, okay. no. Final gotcha. Destination transcends all that. Wow. I- idle Hands in the horror films. Up Okay. Okay. Um, actually, we'll get back to Idle Hands, but let's talk about uh, let's talk about Final Destination. Okay. You travel, I imagine, for work. Yes, still. Yep. Mm-hmm. When you're in the airport, what are the reactions <laughs> that you get?
3: If any- I don't think anybody's, really, I don't think anybody's ever really put two and two together. I've never been on a flight where someone's looked over and said, Hey, Hey, Whoa, wait a second. I did read that script on a plane. When I first, I was traveling back from Vancouver to Los Angeles to meet with them. And I read it for the first time on a plane, which was kind of interesting, but I've never been in a situation where someone's looked over at me at an airport and, and made a comment or made a joke or brought something up. Um, oddly enough.
1: Did it do anything to your thoughts on travel? Did it change? Did it alter your mindset in any, in any
3: way? Uh, it makes you think, was especially right after I had done it. Uh, not anymore so much, but um, it makes you think. They need to. They need to do another film now. Uh, I was just talking to the creator like a, a couple of weeks ago because there's so many things that I mean, texting and driving—that's a death scene that hasn't been done in Final Destination. Oh, yeah. um, there's there's a lot more stuff that you know as we as we go on with time that we can, we could put back into those movies. So.
1: I love that. You're, you're, I mean, you're speaking, you're speaking to my heart, as I said, and and not just the first one. I've loved the entire franchise. Um, yeah,
3: it's really, uh, the last one's great. The last one is actually my favorite number five. Um, I don't know if you saw it in 3d, but it was, it was well done in 3d.
1: I did see it in 3d. I, I liked it as well, but I, I'm kind of a mark. I'm going to like them all anyway. So, um, yeah. you have to discount me and then let's talk about idle hands. I don't know if you're, if you've been watching, um, Fox, there's a show called scream Queens.
3: Where Yeah, I heard her were uh, doing something on that.
1: Yes, there's a character played by John Stamos. Um, if people aren't familiar, idle hands, uh, replacement hand, uh, taken over. Uh, yeah. Is essentially the the, the quick it, summation of that. I
3: got the whole idea. Well, when I auditioned for that script, I I was a huge Evil Dead Two fan. I used to we used to have a trampoline in the backyard, and me and my friends used to 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 reenact the Evil Dead dishes and and flip ourselves with our hands. And so when I went into audition for that part, I just started throwing myself over a desk in front of Fox executives. I was like 18 years old, um, and I just started slapping myself and throwing myself around the room, and and it just kind of you know, that hand thing evolved from from Evil Dead Two and and, uh, yeah,
1: how, how do you feel about, uh, John Stamos? I imagine you haven't seen it That I, see
3: I, I just heard about it a couple weeks ago. Someone, uh, uh, tweeted me about it and John Stamos, I don't know, favored it or something. And, and I haven't checked it out yet. Is it, I mean, is he just touch on it? Or is he actually playing a no. character with a possessed
1: animal? Yeah. They're, they're alluding to the, essentially the storyline is I'm a big fan of that show. Uh, essentially the storyline is that he's a surgeon Whose hand was right. replaced. He lost his hand during a surgery. Uh, it was replaced by the hand of a serial killer. And it's, the, you know, they're, they're alluding to certain things. He's, he's not in control of his hand. Um, I recommend, you know, checking it out. But uh, you, you were the OG of, of, of that, obviously. Okay. This is, this is what the people really uh, need to know. And this is why I, I really brought you on. Let's talk about our betting pool let's talk about the betting pool.
3: oh yeah no, I was going to brow- I you know I, I don't usually like to look at cards this early, but your picks are usually way off
1: oh um, yeah, this, so, is, well, this is well, completely untrue you can't lie to the but' here's, here's
3: how, this is how the betting pool started. I used to call Rick and ask him for advice on certain fights, so I you know and i, I I'm, mind you, I took it with a grain of of, of, of salt, um, but i used to I used to call him and ask him on uh on advice. But then I started to notice when he, when he joined the pool that his picks, I mean, he, he, you know, out of 25, 26 guys, he usually comes in around 17, 18. I'm usually at four or five. Um, he's getting, I mean, you've, you've come up with a, a couple over the last few weeks.
1: R- remind me who's one more recently, me or you, I
3: believe I have.
1: Mm, have I, you? I, I, yeah. I won yeah. I won maybe like two months ago. I won an
3: event. Did you? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, let's let's. Was not, it like uh, three guys in it? Was, <laughs> it, was it one of the unmandatory events where three guys play? <laughs> let, let,
1: how did you get involved with the pool? That's a, I'm sure that's an interesting story. How did you get into it?
3: Wow, uh, uh, Danny Rubs. Uh, he I don't I don't know how he got a hold of me. I met him in uh, where I meet him with with Daniel Cormier in in uh, Toronto at the John Jones uh, the John Jones fight. Um, who was he fighting? Uh, Glover? I don't remember. No. OSP? Uh, no. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember who was fighting. Machida? It wasn't.
1: No. Uh, no. Vitor Belfort.
3: I, it, yes. Vitor Belfort. That's it. Yeah. Vitor Belfort.
1: You just made Daniel Rubenstein's life. Uh, he's going to be so happy that you, you name-checked him here. Okay.
3: I don't, I don't know how he asked me to play. I, I, I can't remember how he asked me to play, but he brought it up, and then I started playing, and... Um, they were taking my money for a while. And so I felt like I needed to Still. get some more people on it to take their money as well. Kind of payback. Got you and got AJ Buckley on there. Um, but yeah, lies. it's a good group of guys.
1: It's lies and we can prove it here today. We're get, we've And people, you're going to want to pay attention to this because we're looking at UFC 205. This is obviously going to come into play later. We're giving away a ticket to UFC 205 later on the show. So right. pay attention. Devin's going to give you
3: the look I, I just watched the extended preview of two of five. I don't like to look at the cards too much until they come, but this is, I mean, this has got to be on paper. One of the greatest cards put together. I mean, it just is stacked. I, I know I, you know, you hear it stacked, but it really is. Um, I mean, even some of the, the prelim fights, the Miller Alves fight is, I mean, that, that is a great fight right there. Frankie um, and then Edgar, right
1: on the undercard. Frankie Edgar, I mean,
3: it's, that's, it's, 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 cr- it's a crazy card. So who do you have in the, uh, who do you have? In the Ooh, wait a minute. Wait a minute.
1: Who do you have in the main event? This is what we're talking about. Uh Oh, you just got oh, serious. The with the, glasses. Well,
3: the main event, main event, I, I have, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because go either way. If, 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 if he stands with McGregor, if he thinks that he can, he can stand with him and go toe to toe, that's where he's going to go wrong. Um, McGregor, I, I believe, has the best hands in MMA. He, he's incredible. The only reason uh, 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 Diaz did so well against him is because he had obvious size on him. Um, I, you know, I can and I can never bet against Diaz, but McGregor's hands are incredible. So, I mean, the, the wrestling—if the wrestling comes in—if he wrestles and takes McGregor down, that's the only way that it could it could swing the other way. But I have McGregor win that fight. And you think because I think he's going to stand against him. Yeah, you I think, really think,
1: You think McGregor's power is going to translate? That's what it is. Coming up from 155, he's still going to have that pop, and, and Eddie's going to get hit.
3: It's the accuracy. It's, it's the power. I mean, a lot of people have uh, power, but McGregor's accuracy, and, and not to sound like a complete nerd, but that guy floats in there. He really just kind of floats around the octagon, and, and they just come out of nowhere, and it's, it's beautiful to watch, and I really think that if the, if the fight stays on its feet, um, McGregor just toys with him. I really think it's wow. it's going to be like Eddie Alvarez is a tough customer. If he oh, he, oh, don't get me wrong. He really is. And, and I, you know, I doubted him when he first came into, you know, from over from Bellator. I, I did that a lot with the Strikeforce, guy, Strikeforce guys when they came over. Um, but he has impressed, and he, he's no shit. But I just I just don't see that fight going. I mean, McGregor's a star.
1: You heard it here, people. He, McGregor is going to toy with Eddie Alvarez, lock it in.
3: If, so. if, if Eddie Alvarez decides to use his wrestling, uh, it, it, you know, It could be it could be a rough night for for McGregor, but I still have him winning.
1: What about the other title fights? Do you have any you have any strong picks on those?
3: I got Woodley uh, for you know just because of his power.
1: Woodley is an underdog. You you know this, yeah? Woodley. I got Woodley is the underdog in this fight, um, even though he's the reigning champion. mm, I didn't know that. I I think I think Alvarez is also the underdog uh, in his fight, and he's the champion as well.
3: It makes sense. It makes sense on the Alvarez fight. I did, I, I, I'm surprised with the Woodley fight. That he's gonna
1: be You think the wrestling's gonna be the difference there? And the, and if it comes to standing, he has enough power to get it done.
3: It's going to be, I think, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the Woodley fight is going to be a one lucky punch and it's going to, it's lights out. I think that's the way it's going to go.
1: At this point, it's almost hard to call it lucky. I mean, Woodley's, he's been landing that punch, the, the knockout of Kostchek. But no
3: one's, Thompson, no, one hit, no, one, no one's landed that one punch. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's very, he, 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 he likes to move backwards. No one's landed that one, that one strike. And I think that's what Woodley's going to, needs to do and, and will do.
1: And uh, what about our final title fight
3: on that card? Your Jay check is 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 no shit. She's, Wait, actually do we have four title fights on that card.
1: Am I am I underselling
3: it? Where, where's the where's the fourth?
1: No, that that, got, that, um, that would be at three title fights.
3: Yeah. Your Jay check is is no shit. That's my girl. Um mm. uh that's my girl. I love her. I think she's in, she's incredible. Did you see that training video where she's hitting mitts with elbows? Of course. My god. She's she's no is shit. She, is she that your favorite girl. fighter? She's one of my favorite fighters. She's up there. She's up there for sure.
1: I feel like you're not alone there. There's a lot of people who she's uh, she's turned into fans over the the last couple of years. Um, she,
3: she's, she's proof that women's MMA is now on par with men's MMA. Her striking is 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 tight. It's fast. Um, it's I mean, she's she's the real deal. Yeah, absolutely. It's fun to watch
1: uh anything else on that card just if you if you look at it quickly anything else on that card that you're you're feeling particularly spicy about
3: he's he's a sleeper uh he he i feel like that guy comes around he kicks ass and he goes away like you you don't hear about the guy he just disappears um but whenever he comes in you know no one knows a lot about him and and he just he he does his thing and then he disappears um who else Uh, i got tate i got edgar uh uh Rashad Evans is a tough one to pick. Mm. Um, I don't want to pick Tim Kennedy, but Rashad Evans, you know, I don't know. Sometimes he shows, sometimes he's great on, he's great, great on Fox, but, but uh,
1: he is great on Fox. It's going to be a middleweight debut for him. Does that, is that going to help him or hurt him? What do you think?
3: I didn't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Rashad Evans is hard to, he's really, really, who knows
1: we will see um, but we will see at UFC 205. I will be there. Hopefully you will be there as well. Um Devin, thank you so much uh, for coming on. I'm glad I could, you know, make your dream Wait,
3: come did true. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. one one last thing. Did I just give you all my picks and and you and you just that's it? Like you're now, you're silent? Did you, I just give you all my picks?
1: You've seen the show before and you know that this chair does not weigh in. You know that that's the case. This chair. Wow. So uh
3: we're in a pool together
1: <laughs> not only did you give uh, me the pics you gave everybody the pics daniel rubenstein is uh is cleaning up and uh circulating them guy, via email that,
3: that guy never wins <laughs> danny All right,
1: cool uh devin thank you so much um before we go tell the people yeah. where they can see you next tell tell us what's on the oh, horizon
3: uh, i have a movie coming out with uh with with john travolta and sharon stone uh wait who, who was that uh, john travolta and uh sharon stone actors never never uh yeah. They don't fight. Um, <laughs> anyways, they, the movie comes out, uh, November 18th. It's in theaters, uh, as well as, uh, on demand like you're doing nowadays. Um, it's, uh, it's about electrical linemen. It's kind of like the, uh, the backdraft, uh, for, for, uh, electrical line working. Um, great little movie. It's got a lot of heart. I love it. Um, yeah, that's it.
1: There it is. How about that folks? Devin Sawa, finally. Uh,
3: and also, Ariel Hawani, congratulations, man. Uh, and I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of your show.
1: Wait, wait a wait, wait, Wait a minute. I brought you on the show. Do I get any love? You're a huge
3: fan yeah, of the no, show. I, I like watching your bits.
1: Oh, God. All right. Let's cut the Skype feed. Thank you, Devin.
3: All right, brother. Take it easy.
1: Bye-bye. That was fun. Um, he's been wanting to be on the show for a long time. He actually, he's been on the show one time. He appeared in... Uh, the, the video for Ariel's 300 episode. Um, he was one of the people that I, I, uh, requested, you know, weigh in. Um, he's, he's a good, uh, he's a good dude and, and a MMA fan. As you can tell, he, he knows what he's talking about. Maybe not so much in the picks. You know, I'm obviously the one always winning the pool and he's always in last place. Um, but he definitely follows the sport even though he's not, uh, he's not making the best picks in it. Um, but it was a pleasure to have him on and no joke, final destination. I mean, it's it's my favorite series. If you haven't seen it, what are you doing? It's Halloween. Go rent some movies. Final Destination, Idle Hands. Go do it and uh, go see his movie on November eighteenth. We are moving right along to a native New Yorker who, you know, what I kind of I've given him a, a little bit of crap over the last couple of months uh, for moving to California, which he now calls home, um, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking over and, and seeing his Halloween mask. Um, but a native New Yorker, New York's, one of New York's sons, very much like me, uh, and somebody I'm, I'm very proud to call a friend and a colleague here at MMA Fighting. MMA Fighting's Mark Ray Mundy joins us via Skype with, uh, Floyd Mayweather. Can, uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Mayweather, would you be able to fetch Mark for us? Oh, hey. there he is. Happy Halloween, everybody. Um, Happy
2: Halloween to you. You don't <laughs> look like Ariel Hawani. Is this your, is this Ariel's Ray, costume? Hold on. Is he dressed up as New York Rick? Is this better? Is that what's going on? So now you're Ariel Hawani dressed as New York Rick, dressed as Ariel Hawani. I'm very, I'm very confused it's by the,
1: this. It's sir. the inception of MMA Hour Halloweens. We've got a very uh, strange show here today. Um, but we do have a lot to discuss. And I know you're on a, a, a tight timeline, so let me get into it. Let's start. With some of the non-always on a
2: tight timeline, sir.
1: Yeah, I mean, busiest man in MMA, no joke. Uh, always working. Um, all those posters in the back, he personally drew those. He went to the events, he covered it, he did the post fight recaps. This is
2: the uh, the Panda Dojo Studios, famous famous Panda Dojo Studios in California.
1: Yes, for Esther Lynn and uh, and Casey, our our videographer and and photographer here at MMA fighting, also the best in the business. Mark, uh, the best at what he does. So, (laughs) arguably, (laughs) nah, come on. Uh, you're a New Yorker. You, you've got it. Let's uh, let's let's talk about the non-UFC moves. Let's start with those. Just in the last week, Shane Carwin signing with Ryzen. Yeah. Halluc Gracie signing with Bellator. Kayla Harrison mm-hmm. signing with WSOF, but not committing to fight just yet. She's going to be on the commentary team. Um, what what do you think about all those moves? Um, is that a sign of? You know the times is it a sign of the fact that these, these people that would typically have been signed by the UFC are now kind of going elsewhere?
2: I'm actually interested in, in every single one of those things you just mentioned. Uh, probably I would put corn at the top of the list because those New Year's Eve shows in Japan have always been a real staple of MMA. Uh, I remember watching those in the middle of the night, you know, years ago when I was just a fan and, and getting really excited about it. <clears throat> you know, the Fedors of the world, you know, pride, the whole, the whole deal. Adding Carwin to the mix of this Grand Prix, uh, I think makes it that much more exciting. Um, you have Krokop in there, you have ben Lee Silva in there, you have Baruto, who has my favorite pre-fight videos ever. With him getting, hmm. you know, the waterfall sure. down, he's doing the shadow shadowboxing. Come on, it's 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 fantastic stuff. Uh, I'm I'm very excited about about Carwin in the mix. Uh, I'm I'm excited for New Year's Eve. There's actually a lot of good fights on that card. Um, Kaujiri against Crone Gracie be, being one of them. It's going to be fun. Uh, moving on to Halleck Gracie and Bellator. That's very interesting. I didn't know that Halleck was interested in coming back to fighting, but he actually had a really good record. I think he's 3-0 in MMA. That's correct, uh, yeah. In the past, he, he fought for Dream, has a win over Sakuraba. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see what he can bring to the table. He's, I think he's going to fight most likely in L.A. He, he's an L.A. guy. Um, there's that, that the Tito uh, Chael show in, in January in L.A., very curious about that. Now I would like to see in the future Chael versus Hollick, and if Chael <laughs> wins, Hollick a Chael the money that he owes them him for Metamoris that would be very cool. I'd appreciate.
1: That. Do you think that the, the <laughs> wait, wait before we get to that? Do you think that the the Metam- he, he competed at his own event Metamoris the last event he competed against Correct. Gary Tannen. Yep. Do you think that that gave him the itch to come back to MMA?
2: Uh, part of me wonders if he already had that in mind and he was doing the Tonin matchup as kind of a, a warm up to see how he would do, how he would look. He's actually still a pretty young guy. He's only in his early 30s. He's not, yeah. you know, he's yeah. still relatively in his athletic prime. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see who they'll give him. Uh, Beltor is very good at matching up guys when it comes to people who. You know, have have had a long time off. They, they know how to how to got, kind of give the right matchups, showcase fights, so to speak, if people want to want to call it. So, curious to see who they're gonna they're gonna give him the fight, and and I curious to see how he'll do. I think it's another just interesting, uh, you know, fight for, for Bellator, which I think there's a lot of interesting fights coming up for them. And Harrison, she hasn't committed, you know, one way or another whether she's going to do MMA or not. She did sign for World Series of Fighting in kind of like a brand ambassador, like announcing role. She's still kind of on the fence about MMA. She's training in MMA. I would really love to see her fight in MMA. But I think that she really makes a good point when she says it's not really necessarily the sport. is not really about merit. I've written about this and talked about this so many times. It's really not. I I think that she was actually on point when it comes to who does well in MMA as far as getting the big fights, getting money. It's people that have, that have big mouths and people who talk and people who draw interest from the fans. Now, I'm completely okay with that and comfortable with that, but I can understand why someone coming from that world of, of, of legitimate martial arts, of judo, of the Olympics would not want that.
1: And especially uh, – sorry. Yeah and yeah. I was going to say especially somebody who she was on the show uh, last Monday somebody who says that they're not much of a, a, a showboater they don't like to to be yeah. the focus of attention they want to just come in uh, compete in their sport do their business and be the best in the world um, it you know they also don't have her weight class it's, it's going to be a, a difficult thing for her to essentially uh, you know jump right into the MMA fray um, but I'm also hoping for it to happen I mean she's the most accomplished uh, American judo player so um, I'd, I'd love to see that happen let's uh jump quickly to new york event here uh coming up in in november recently the the insurance policy was was made the the, the numbers and the figures of, of how much the ufc is going to have to pay for their event was made public and it also translates to the, to the fight night in albany on december 9th it's not only for this upcoming ufc 205 card um, and it also applies to wsof in december um can you talk about the impact of the, the numbers that were revealed? Was the USC prepared for that number, or was that something they were anticipating, or is that something that has kind of caught them off guard?
2: They, they knew about this insurance provision for sure. No one knew exactly what the number would be because this – and, of course, what we're talking about is New York's $1 million traumatic brain injury insurance policy that every promoter needs to take out on every single fighter on every single card in the state. So the UFC knew that was going to happen, but no one knew how much it would cost because this is an unprecedented insurance policy. No insurance company has ever even written a policy like this until now. It was written last week. There is, a, there, there is an insurance company selling it now in New York. And as I, as I reported, as Brett Okamoto reported over the weekend, it's roughly going to cost the UFC about uh, almost $1,700 per fighter uh, to insure... To the New York uh, UFC 205 card in Madison Square Garden. So that's about 1675 per fighter, and that is you know, over, over 13 fights, 26 fighters. That's, we're looking at almost $45,000 in terms of just insurance money. Now, if you compare that to the amount of insurance that promoters have to pay in other states— it's really only about $4,000. Of course, it, it varies per state. California is about $4,000. So you're looking at an increase of more than uh, you know 10 times the amount of what promoters are spending on insurance in other states. If you're asking me the impact, it's that the small shows, the regional promotions, the local promoters just can't afford to do it. Boxing promoters are already pulling all their fights out of New York the rest of the year. Lou DiBella did it last week. So it could be possibly crippling for the grassroots MMA and grassroots boxing in that state because it's just too expensive.
1: Is this going to impact WSOF's show? Were they also aware? Do you, do you happen to know um, how th- this might impact their show? Obviously, they they canceled the two previous shows, which in hindsight right. now looks good. You, you're saving purses, you're saving uh, event costs. Now you can you know funnel all that into New York, but they're going to also have to pay this same fee to, to host this show, which was already right. on an iffy date. You know, m- as a New Yorker yourself, but th- for those that may not know. New York on New Year's Eve is a very difficult place to navigate. It's going to be tough to get people in the building. Now they're facing this this increased insurance cost. Um, do you think that that shows in any jeopardy? Do you think they anticipated this? Um, what what's their outlook now?
2: I can't imagine that they didn't know this was going to take place. And the thing the thing that I want to get across too is that I wrote that story over the weekend, and uh, you know about how the UFC has to pay X amount per fighter in insurance, and people were like. Oh, they can afford it. They're going to make so much money on UFC 205. Well, yeah, they can afford to do that for UFC 205, but how about that Albany show? How about WSOF show, like you said, in in December? Those shows are going to be hit very hard. How much does one of these local promotions actually make per show? How much does WSOF actually make per show? It's not a a huge amount of money. I mean, we're talking about local promoters kind of living card by card and, and basically barely even breaking even on a lot of these cards. And... And it will be tough for WSOF because, as you know, as a New Yorker, man, on December thirty first, you want to stay as far away from that area of Manhattan as possible. No one, unless you're going to go watch the ball drop, or if you're working, which I've done on New Year's Eve in hmm. Manhattan, which is not fun, uh, you're, you're you're out of you're out of there. You're you're getting the heck out of there at a very early hour because people start filling up that area in Times Square where the ball drops, in like in the in the morning, like right, like I mean, like in the afternoon, like noon. Uh, they're there for hours and hours, and you can't even go to the bathroom. It's terrible. I would never do that. Anyway, um, <laughs> it'll be hard. I can't. I, I'm not sure. Um, uh, I'm not sure what kind of uh, attendance they'll get. There'll obviously be a lot of people in Manhattan that day. Whether that translates to the foot traffic in front of Madison Square Garden and people going in as needed, I, I'm not so sure about that.
1: Sure. Um, let's look quickly ahead to uh, Fight Night 98 coming up in in Mexico City. Uh anything on that card that particularly stands out to you? We we can talk about the main event spe- specifically, yep. but is there anything that that you've been had your eye on um on that card uh, coming up?
2: Oh, I love that card. That's actually I'm I'm very excited for that card. Okay. It, I think it's really a really good card. Alexa Grosso making her her big UFC debut against uh Heather Joe Clark. I think a lot of people UFC fans probably don't know her yet because she she fought for Invicta, maybe if they had fight pass, they they checked out her fights there, but she is I mean, for all intents and purposes, one of the best 115 pounders in the world right now. Um, she's still incredibly young in her early 20s. I think, what is she, 22, 21? She's really young. Yeah. Heather Joe Clark is very good, but but uh, Grasso is someone that we could be looking at as, as a possible champion in the future, at least a contender for a very long period of time. I mean, Diego Sanchez returns uh, on this card. I like that fight. I mean, I think I really enjoy I mean, I, I love the main event. I mean... Yeah, I, 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 that's going to be so much fun to see Ferguson against uh, Dos Anjos Ferguson is he's he's must watch viewing in my opinion I, I love to watch that guy fight
1: absolutely Sanchez facing uh, uh, Marcin Held who's making his debut yeah. uh, Lamas and Oliveira it is it is a really really good card I think there'll be a lot of showcase fights there um, people will come away uh, with a good taste in their mouths leading into UFC uh, 205 Any any possibility of this kind of being overshadowed just because we're on the verge of what might be the biggest UFC card ever
2: I would say normally it's possible, but because there's been this long layoff in between fight nights, I mean it's been like four weeks. It's been it's been so long. I can't hmm. I don't remember the last. Time. Yeah, how it's much free
1: time did you have?
2: It's Been a few years since they've had this big of a gap, so I think people will actually come out for this card on, on Saturday in Mexico City. I, I think they're gonna they're gonna tune into FS One. Um, it's it's a really good card, and, and I think people are. You know, it's one thing to have it every week, but to have that big gap, I think people are feeding a little bit. They need yeah. their UFC back in life. It's the
1: appetizer versus, you know, having a meal before you're going to have your meal. This this it's time, they're setting the table a little bit. Um,
2: I almost said nachos, show joke because show it's in Mexico City, but that's just terrible. <laughs> I never, uh, never, ever make a terrible joke like that.
1: Let's talk specifically about the main event. Yes. Potentially a, t- a title opportunity, even though uh, Rafael dos Anjos just uh, lost that belt. Potentially a title opportunity. Tony Ferguson's been on a really, really long streak. Um, Rafael dos Anjos, you know, w- was a champion that most people thought was going to be champion for a long time. He he looked like he had the tools to to kind of stay on top. Um, yeah. do-, do you think if uh, Rafael won this fight that he sh- would deserve a title shot, or-, or do you think only Tony Ferguson should come away with a title shot with victory here?
2: It's a good question. I mean, certainly if if Dos Anjos can beat Ferguson, he has to be right back up there, right? But I think that they have to look at first what happens between Habib Nurmagomedov and Michael Johnson at UFC 205. The winner of that fight, if, if Dos Anjos wins and Habib Nurmagomedov wins, I think you have to give a title shot to Nurmagomedov next, right? I mean, uh, even though even though Dos Anjos has the win over Johnson, Nurmagomedov, I think, you know, it's been a long time coming for him. Even though he's had the injuries, the guy's undefeated. I think a lot of people feel like he might already be the best lightweight in the world. So he can beat Michael Johnson, which is no easy task, by the way, because Johnson looked so damn good against Poirier. Fast, fast hands. Uh, I think it's, it's Habib's fight. Um, RDA may have to win, you know, one one or two more. Interesting last week that he said he's leaving King's MMA. I, I, was, I was pretty shocked by that. Do you,
1: do you think that will impact him? That, that was my next question. Do you think that that will have any impact on It seemed like, you know, it was a cordial thing. He was opening his new his own yeah. gym. Uh, but do you think that split will, will have any impact on, let's say, this fight and then maybe in the future?
2: It's hard to know. I don't think you can ever judge a gym change on that first fight. Um, I think that's something you have to look at like as a long-term thing. Yep. So I'm not sure if we'll see... Really, anything. I mean, this is a guy that's been training at Kings for a very long time. But it isn't like he's going to forget, you know, any of that sure. stuff leading into this fight against Ferguson. But I think, I think it's going to be a great. Fight. I think we'll see. I think we'll see. Uh, you know, Dos Anjos who is is as good as ever, probably in that fight.
1: Yeah, but you know, at the same uh, token, he's spending his time and his energy opening this new gym. That could be something that has occupied him a little bit to keep him away from from training. Um, we'll let you go on this. I know you have to run Bisping versus GSP. Is that the fight to make? Should GSP come back to the UFC fold?
2: I don't know if it's the fight to make, but it seems like the fight that makes the most sense right now, the way things are positioned for UFC 206. There isn't a lot of other fights that make that make sense that would kind of fit on that date. Obviously, they want GSP to come back in Toronto. Just makes sense to have the Canadian legend, the superstar fight there, where he once held the you know the highest gate in, in UFC history. Actually, no, he still has the highest gate. Uh, it was the high attendance. It's still the highest gate. I mean, I, I think that I, it wouldn't be the fight that I would do. I still want to see GSP versus Anderson Silva personally. I haven't heard much about that. I know there were some rumors a few weeks ago about that possibly happening, but it was shot down by a few people, Dana White included. That's the fight that I would like to see personally. I mean, I think that's the fight that we wanted to see for a very long time. Would not mind GSP versus Bisbang. To me, I just hope the GSP, I hope they can come to some kind of an agreement um with gsp hope he can come, come you know get the money that he thinks he deserves and he can come back and fight again if that's what he wants to do if he doesn't want to fight then you know he can ride off into the sunset and still be one of the best of all time but if he wants to come back and fight and it seems like from everything that he says that's what he wants to do hope he gets the money he deserves and i hope he gets that that fight and you know in uh in, in his home country at UFC 206
1: prediction does he come back and fight and is the opponent bisping
2: anderson Silva? what do you
1: what do you think happens
2: I think I think he will come back and fight. I do. I, I don't know. I mean, we're getting pretty close to USC 206. Even though, you know, 205 is right around the corner. It's only a couple of weeks away now. 206 is not that far away. If, if GSP is going to be in that fight, if Bisping is going to be in that fight, they need to start training, like, now. Like, you need to start that training camp, like, almost right now. So, time is ticking on a fight being put together. Now, we've seen it happen before where a fight, a big fight, gets into place a month before the card. It's not It's not completely out of the question, but GSP is a, is a, you know... All about preparation, right? He, that, that's the guy that, that really needs to have that, that full, structured, disciplined training camp. I assume that if anything is going to happen, it's going to happen you know, this week or next. I, otherwise, I, I probably will not.
1: Mark, um, I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for coming on this uh, very special show. Special to me, I hope special for everybody else out there. Um, are, are you coming to New York for the event? Am I, am I going to see you or are you uh, fully immersed in come. California culture and you're never going to come back?
2: Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Of course. How could I miss the first ever <laughs> UFC card in New York? There's no way. I'm a New York guy, um, even though Luke Thomas wants to, to take a crap on me because I, I moved to L.A. Can't miss Madison Square Garden, man. I've covered more games at Madison Square Garden between mm. St. John's basketball, Knicks basketball, Rangers, co- all kinds. I mean, college basketball. I've covered so many things at the Garden. How could I not come back and cover the UFC at the Garden? Of course, I'll be there. I'll, be there. I'll see you next week. In that studio, sir, I'll be oh. there.
1: Breaking news from Mark Ray Monday: He will be in studio next
2: week. On the show, but I will be in that. I will be in that uh, office on. Uh, I'm
1: well, I mean, it's not. It's not a. Uh, I'm going to be running the show, so at that point, we'll we'll just have you back on. Do it. Yeah, we'll we'll have you back Let's on. Um, it, it'll be you get, you get two of these. Yeah. Look, this is forever. Now <laughs> we'll we'll do a continuation yeah. and uh, ever
2: going ever going back. You may have Wally pipped Hawani. That's it. You I may mean. Have Wally look
1: i'm i'm giving away in in just a few minutes we're we're going to give away a ticket to the event to ufc 205 they're gonna get to sit with me they're gonna get to share a popcorn with me maybe share a soda
2: i I, definitely ufc 205 but i don't understand the sitting with you part i don't know why anyone would want to put themselves through that that doesn't sound like look a prize to me i'm gonna get them absolutely that's gonna it's a hot ticket but sitting next to New York, Rick,
1: uh, as, as I, I said, know. I'm coming to share popcorn, possibly share a drink, depending on, you know, how, how sanitary the situation is. Um, I'm going to give them betting picks. They're going to be able to, you know, be on their little phone and, and submitting their picks and making some money. I think it could turn out to be the steal of the century. They're going to get to go for free. They're going to get to be put up in a hotel and yours truly is going to make them some money. Uh, it's going to be fantastic.
2: Speaking of steel, um, yeah. how did you acquire these tickets uh, exactly?
1: We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that a little <laughs> bit later when air. we give it the show.
2: That, that one off air? All right. No, no, no,
1: no. We'll talk about it on the show. They, they were provided okay. to us by, by a, very, uh, a very kind uh, sponsor of the show. I did not, I did not uh, acquire these by, by them falling off a truck. As, <laughs> as a New Yorker, you might know that.
2: On Canal um, Street, maybe. Yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. These these are not uh, wolf tickets. These are the these are the real deal. Um, but uh, thank you so much, Mark. Uh, we're going to be giving those away uh, right now. Um, thank you for coming on, and I know you have to run. Uh, so go continue to be the hardest working man in MMA.
2: Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Thank Good you, luck. Mark.
1: There he is, uh, Mark Raimundi. Um The guy never stops. Uh, I forget. He he told me he's on his way to uh, some hearing or something, uh, related to, to MMA. Um, the guy, the guy is in constant motion so much so that he fled New York to California. I am completely with you, Luke Thomas. He's, uh, he's had his New York status revoked permanently. Um, I don't have the heart to tell him yet, but when he comes to New York, I'll, uh, confiscate his card, maybe confiscate his driver's license. He's going to have to get the Cali one. Um, so now we're going, oh, wait, Alex is telling me that we're going to take a fan call before we do the tickets. So hang tight. We're going to do, we're going to talk to this fan. um, And then in a few minutes, you know, two or three minutes, we are going to go and give away a ticket to UFC 205. We've been teasing it all show. I hope you paid attention during uh, Devin Sawa segment because it's going to involve picks of some sort. It's going to be Rick's picks and Rick's ticks. But before that, we have a caller. Hello. Uh, what, what's your name and where are you calling from?
4: Well, well, well. What do we have here? What do we have here?
1: What is your name and where are you calling from?
4: What a, what a day. I, you know, first off, I love the fact that we're pretending like we didn't actually plan this <laughs> cameo at the end. Uh, it is a surreal time. The student has become the teacher for one day only, a day that has been five years in the making. Finally. New York Rick puts on his big boy pants, steps into the host chair, sits his ass down in front of the lights. And and, and let's be honest here. I mean, I've been listening to the show from from the start at 1 o'clock, and I'll tell you the, uh, the range of emotions that I've felt. But I've, I've seen and heard all the pot shots, hardest working man, uh, you know, unlikely. I, I, I've seen all the pot shots, and I'm reminded of, look, you know, when we all – when we all say goodbye at some point when we all take our last breath i mean we're you know we're, we're yesterday's news a minute later everyone moves on life moves on and it's been fascinating watching everyone just sort of move on without me but i'm here i am watching and i will say in all honesty you've done a fantastic job i'm very proud uh, and, and let the record show that this offer was on the table maybe two and a oh. half years ago when I had my second child, but you said you weren't ready, and you know what? You weren't ready, but you are ready now, and I think you've done a great show, and, and, and you, you've you've asked fantastic questions. You've had fantastic guests. I mean, it's been a nice, tight show, so well done. By the way, this is Ariel, in case you didn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everybody, welcome uh, Ariel Hawani to the show. There's the lower third. Ariel Hawani on the MMA hour, <laughs> via phone, with a lower third. I mean, it's, it's... I couldn't
4: even get on Skype? I mean, you couldn't even get me a Skype spot, Don't huh? even start with me on the Skype.
1: Because <laughs> then your Skype's not going to connect. Then I'm going to have to call you back. I'm going uh, to pull the Ariel, the... We're going to reconnect yes. with you. Hang, hang on one minute. We're going to reconnect with you. Um, thank you. First of all, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for uh, all the kind words. And thank you for uh, coming on the show. Super weird to, to hear myself say that. Let's talk. Yes, let's...
4: It it's fun. Wait, 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 wait. Uh-oh. We have to, we have to actually soak this in. We have to digest this. <laughs> someone told me last week, we have to unpack the moment. That's my <laughs> word of the month. Um, well, let's, let's, let's talk about it. When you were given the offer, first off, you know, I'm, I'm a father of three. So thank you for the congratulations. I, I, I guess I missed them there in the intro. I was going Where to get your to manners, that first. I mean, really? Um, Okay. So you get the offer last week. Uh, My beautiful baby girl, I still can't believe I am a father to a daughter now. Three children in total, in case you're wondering. Um, She's born early Friday morning. Quick side note, I have a lot to say. I haven't really talked to anyone, so just allow me to go on a tangent here. I hope you guys aren't stressed for time. I was in the, uh, I I did the MMA beat on Thursday, and uh, I got home. Actually, we were eating at the place next to the Vox uh, Media Studios, Kobayaki. That's one of our favorite spots with the A-team. One day you'll learn. And uh, I get the text, okay, uh, it's, it's, it's looking like it's happening. So I, I rush home. I take an Uber, and uh, I get home, but it took a little while. And at around 10.30, we went to the hospital. And now we're in the hospital, and now things are getting real hot and heavy. There's a lot of yelling. It's very stressful. All kinds of things are going on. I mean, it's really happening. And we didn't know if we were having a boy or a girl, but I presume since I already have two boys, most of my family, boys, everyone I know has boys. I presumed it was going to be a boy. And I was fine with that as as long as it was healthy. And, And a minute or so before my wife gave birth, before the girl came out, I looked over my left shoulder. There was a TV on. And you know what was on the TV? I kid you not. I swear to God, I don't even know what it means. But I know it was a good sign from above. Highlights of Kristaps Porzingis were playing uh, literally a minute or so before my daughter entered this world. I mean, if that's not an omen that something was good in the air, I don't know what is. And then the baby comes out. Now, here's the interesting thing: we're old-fashioned, so we didn't, you know, we didn't want to know what the sex was. Mm. But I was waiting the moment where they're like, "It's a girl," "It's a boy," you know that moment you see on TV. Well the girl comes out, the baby comes out and they don't say anything. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I, I felt like an attorney and they're like, she's here, she's here. No, 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 they said, I, they, they didn't say the sex. I can't really recall there was a lot of emotion, a lot going on. And I was like, okay, well, what is she? And then they lifted her up and, and clearly I saw that she was a girl. And I just, I was, I was shocked. I was literally shocked. So uh, it's been a very fun time. And then I extend you the offer, but I told you about this a couple of weeks ago, but when you realize that this was actually happening, I mean, what were the range of emotions? What were you feeling? Were you nervous? Wait, wait, wait a and minute. then explain to me like five minutes before the show, when you're sitting in the chair, the lights are on, it's happening. There's a countdown clock, the music hits. I mean, what's going through your mind at this point? Wait a minute.
1: You, you are not the interviewer on this show. We're we're no, going no, back. No 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 no. no, no, no. You we're going can't back. Gloss over this we're go- we're going <laughs> to I will address it. We're going back first. We're going back first. Uh You've had a, b- a beautiful baby girl. You knew, you knew that it was going to be a boy, especially when they didn't say anything, right? You, you were thinking, "Here's my third boy. Uh, I'm going to start yeah. a basketball team. It's going to be, yeah. you know, all, all my little boys." Um, and w- what was that range of emotions when, when they did? I, I imagine oh, they were the ones that told you, or did you just uh, kind of uh, figure Wait, it out you on your listen-
4: own? I just told you the whole story. Were you not listening? What kind no, of no, no, no are? You. All you said was, "Oh,
1: they didn't tell me this. They didn't tell me this." Now they've told you. The moment is here. It's a little girl.
4: Yes. yes. Talk me. Talk me through it. it. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I I really couldn't believe it. And uh, in fact, my wife was telling me after that I was so fixated on her that I mm. forgot to go check <laughs> on my wife, who was in a considerable amount of pain. Um, she is a trooper. She's a saint. Uh, all natural, all that stuff, and she's a pretty small woman. And uh, for some reason, we have, uh, I don't know, a great ability to make very large babies. My first son, Oliver, was around 9.8 pounds. Second son, Walter, was like 9.2, 9.3. And my daughter, whose name is Claire, by the way, um, was 8.12. And uh, these, are, these are large babies. So she was in pain, but I was just so fixed I couldn't believe I had a girl. Um, first, you know, for my parents and, and, uh, and my wife's parents, first granddaughter and and it was just Mm -hmm. very special. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's very surreal. So, uh, I just kept staring at her and, uh, trying to take it all in. And this is like 1230 in the morning. So Mm -hmm. it was just, it was just a the whole thing is a moment I'll never forget.
1: Absolutely, and we want to welcome Baby Claire to the world. I believe that's breaking news, right? This hasn't been uh, said anywhere.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, Us get- Weekly asked me, uh, <laughs> you know, for the exclusive. Uh, UFC. dot me for the exclusive. Even UFC Tonight, believe it or not, asked me for the exclusive. But I had to keep it for uh, MMA. I mean, we,
1: re- you know, you're. You're not in the chair, but we're going to continue the trend of breaking news. I mean, that's, you know, the, the show has, has a standard to uphold, so we, we have to continue sure. that. Now, one more thing before we move on to my range of emotions. Uh, okay. that, that highlight package of the Knicks, was that a win or a loss that they were showing on the screen?
4: Well, as you know, we won. Actually, uh, Claire is 1-0 as far as mm. being a Knicks fan because we won on Saturday uh, You know, a very dominant win over the Memphis Gri- Grizzlies. Uh, for some strange reason, it was, you know, I couldn't really tell what was going on. It was the Scott Van Pelt Sports Center, so it was like the Midnight Sports Center. And it was, uh, <laughs> it was highlights of him playing one-on-one with Darren Rovell. You <laughs> ever see this clip where he crosses him over and like Rovell <laughs> falls backwards? I have uh, But he this. was swishing him. Uh, so, and I just couldn't believe, like, I didn't know what the context was. Why are they talking about the Knicks and Chris Epps on a Thursday night? I didn't, I didn't really quite understand it, but, uh, it just was weird. You know, I've told you my story about meeting Chris Epps on my 33rd birthday at the, uh, JFK airport. I was yes? there. You didn't tell me this story. Yes, I know. Oh yes, you t- you took the picture. I took the picture. <laughs> I took the picture. That's right. You took the picture. That's right. What a, what a moment that was. Um, and now here he emerges once again in my life. Uh, I tried to make a, a you know small play to name her Chris Epps, but uh, shot down rather quickly. Oof.
1: That that uh, that probably did not go. Or well.
4: Carmella. You know, Carmella would worked.
1: Uh, not bad. I, I think you landed on a good one with Claire though. Uh, uh-huh. Versus Carmella. Um, okay, let's talk about the show. Yeah. I feel good here. It, it feels. Yeah. um It's definitely a departure. It's definitely a departure being in the chair. By the way, I don't know if you heard this at the very top, but they've replaced the chair for me. No more squeaky chair. Yeah, I heard. Completely gone.
4: Well, we got Miles in the back there. Miles has made it his personal mission to uh, change that chair, which I appreciate greatly. I mean, it's been squeaking for at least four years. Uh, But Miles has come in and really reinvented that studio. He gets the chair done in a week. And of course, you know, just my luck, you're the first one to use it. How is the chair? This
1: is no accident. It's, it's beautiful. It's very comfortable, but I've noticed that I have much, much worse posture than you. You you sit very high. You sit very well, proud and tall. I have a very slumped over posture. Um, I just, I just, well, if
4: I'm being honest. The desk is a bit of a mess. I mean, uh, really, I mean, you could of have uh, fixed up those tchotchkes in the front a little better. They're all over the place. Uh, you know, I don't know how I feel about getting rid of my nameplate there, my black belt, but we'll, we'll address that later. Um you're kind of like tilted off to the side but I mean these are things to be expected overall I'm giving you a solid C minus I mean you know I was expecting you know no, I'm kidding about the C-. minus. No, overall, I'm giving you a solid A. I mean, this is, this is a tough thing to do. I don't think a lot of people realize. You have a lot more appreciation for me and what I do on a weekend, week-out basis. And not only that, I mean, booking the show. I mean, you had some heavy hitters today. You had an actual Hollywood movie star. It's tough to get that. People don't True. realize this.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know... Of course, when you're asking the questions to me, of course it's a question related back to to yourself, Ariel Helwani. <laughs> um, if I have a greater appreciation, I do have a greater appreciation. Um, you you don't know it until until you've done it, but um, I, I'm I'm loving it. It's it's a great opportunity. But uh, I, I'm ready. I'm ready for for Ariel to make his triumphant return and, and for me to uh, to get in the back there and, and do what I'm used to doing it and, and let the and let the big boys. Uh, Yourself. I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of shine here. I'm going to give you a
4: little bit of rub, oh, thanks. get back to it. Um, but it, you it's, know, also when, when yeah. someone steps in for like, you know, a radio host or whatever, this commercial breaks, you can gather yourself, you can speak mm. and you've been going strong now for 80 minutes and, and, and you never hosted anything before. So no, it's,
1: first it's, time.
4: Been, it's been great. It really has.
1: I appreciate that. Um, I hope everybody... You know, you, know what
4: the, you know what the best part Sorry to interrupt you again, but yeah. I, just, I got a lot to say. It's Monday afternoon. I have nowhere to stay. So I got a lot to say. I, I'm, I'm reminded of that great... You see that new Russell Westbrook uh, Nike commercial, yes. the Jordan yes, yes, commercial, yes, yes. with that song, Now I Can Do What I Want. Like, that, that's kind of how I feel. Like, this is a great day. I'm a father of three. I have a daughter, and now I can do whatever the hell I want. I it, mean, I don't have to feel beholden to the show. If I can't make it, you'll just do it. It's, it's, it's a luxury that I never had. Yeah, it
1: uh, it doesn't get better than that. You you you've comfortably turned over the keys. I haven't crashed the car yet. Uh, maybe I'm swerving. Yeah. Maybe I'm not. You know, going the the <laughs> perfect way that uh, that you might be. But uh, I haven't crashed the car. It's still intact. I'm bringing it home. You know, at midnight like we agreed. Um, but what I wanted to say was, uh, I mean, maybe you just take the rest of the year off. You let me do. Yeah.
4: Well, the truth is, um, I was planning on taking two weeks off, um, but. That was because I was planning on missing last week because my wife was a little bit late Yeah. But since next week is UFC 205. uh, I I don't think, you know, I don't think I can miss that. I I, I got some people that want to be on the show. We need to keep up with tradition if you know what I'm saying. So there's a, there's a lot to do. There's a lot to talk about, but yeah, again, you know, worst case scenario, the, the truth of the matter is if anyone doesn't actually realize like my wife can't drive for two weeks, um, you know, that's that's by law, uh, you know, after you're, you're discharged, they, they give you this whole rundown of things you can and can't do. The woman goes through a pretty traumatic uh, experience. So I'm really here on, you know, on, on her schedule, helping her out as much as possible. And I uh, went to go buy a lot of things from the CBS store, diapers, things of that nature. And uh, and soon it's Halloween, which actually, you know, this kind of works out nicely because I get to take my kids. I was going to miss Halloween if I was doing the show, but now she can't go, obviously, because she can't walk. Um, So now I get to go for Halloween. So it's all, you know, it's funny how things work out. It's all working out for the best. But this week I'm on, you know, Daddy Daycare, and uh, I'm very happy. It happened, obviously, twice before. The first time, if you recall, you made that that video about Ben Folks and his band being uh, uplifted, and we missed that show, which was pretty funny. And then the second time, uh, we missed two weeks, and, uh, we did the, you know, MMA hours on fire. So the third time you get the host, I feel like we do something a little special each time.
1: Yeah. We like, we like to, uh, you know, not miss shows. We've kept, we kept the, uh, the streak going. Um, yes. and, and I'm pretty proud of that. Um, let's talk quickly, um, yeah. about these, these UFC tickets. Do you want to, do you want to hear what the, now you didn't know about this. You had no idea I when anything. I, when I brought this to you, um, do you want to, uh, stick around for that? Do you want to hear what the, the, the method of winning these tickets is? I do want to hear that. And now yeah. you realize we've set this up previously in the show. They're going to sit with me. They're getting this incredible opportunity. Host of the MMA Hour, Eric Jackman, a.k.a. New York Rick. They're going to be able to sit with me uh, at Madison Square Garden and watch UFC 205.
4: I might be mistaken, but I don't feel like we've ever given away tickets to, have we given away tickets to UFC event in the history of the show? I don't think think
1: we've ever done a UFC event. I think we've done WSOF. Um, but I do not believe we've
4: done, let alone the biggest show in UFC history, the biggest show in
1: UFC history. Yeah. Um, well we've got, we've got Ariel Hawani, new father of Claire. Congratulations to him on that on the phone. Uh, New York Rick is hosting, and now you have an opportunity to accompany me to UFC 205. This opportunity comes to you on behalf of our friends at DraftKings. So everybody uh, who's tuning in, you have DraftKings to thank for this incredible chance for you to go to UFC 205. Rules, super easy. If you've ever been a fan of the show you may be familiar with rick rick's picks i fancy myself a a bit of a an expert in terms of picking fights um we had devin sawan who's he's in a betting pool with me um i fancy myself an expert when it comes to all things fantasy and and mma betting and all that type of stuff it's very easy for you to win this ticket all you have to do is you have to join our DraftKings fantasy pool so what we've done the, the fine folks at DraftKings have set up a pool, uh, a league, as they'll call it, um, where you can enter and pick the fights for USC 205. So you're going to enter that pool. You're going to get your you know, picks in. You're going to win that pool. That, that's your goal is to win that pool. Now you're saying, well, that pool happens after USC 205. So the winner of that pool can't win the tickets. And if you were thinking that, you're right, of course. That wouldn't make sense if, if you had to pick the fights for 205 and then win the tickets. So you're going to enter that pool, but you're also, you're going to send me at New York Rick on Twitter or Instagram, and DraftKings at DraftKings on Twitter or Instagram, a one-minute video. And in this one-minute video, you're going to make your best case for why you should sit with me at UFC 205. Now, DraftKings has graciously offered to fly you out. Now, I'm sorry, unfortunately, this is open to US residents only. So if you fly are you out, really? They're going to fly incredible. up to five hundred dollars credit airfare and they're what? gonna put you up in a hotel for two nights. You're gonna come on Friday, you're gonna stay through <laughs> Saturday, UFC two oh five, you're gonna come with me to the event. We're gonna have a great time. You're gonna share some popcorn. We're gonna watch some great fights. Ariel will be there too. He wouldn't miss it. And then yeah. you're gonna go home having the best experience of your life. So wow. you have to send Me and DraftKings, one minute on why you should be that person selected. And now, this can be, you can cut a promo on me. You can tell me (laughs) you're the biggest fan ever. Why, you know, you have to be at this Madison Square Garden event. If you're a New Yorker, tell me, this is in my backyard. I have to be there. I couldn't miss it for the world. You have one minute. Get as creative as possible. I'm expecting some really damn good videos because this is an incredible opportunity for you to go to UFC 205. This doesn't just happen. I don't think anybody else is doing this. So you damn sure had better give me a good video. I'm expecting up to one minute. doesn't have to be a minute. If you can get it done in shorter, uh, do it. But I need those videos sent to me and DraftKings, and here's how we're gonna track it. The hashtag is Ricks, R-I-C-S, Ticks, T-I-X, 205. That's Ricks, Ticks, 205. So you're gonna send me, wow. DraftKings, uh, your video, with that hashtag, and may the best man or woman uh, win. And you're going to be sitting with me at USCO205. Ariel, your reaction to that?
4: Wow, that is, that, honestly, that is a really unbelievable gift. Um, prize, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I wonder, I mean, I wonder what the, you know, if, if I'm someone who's trying to get into this, you know, if I'm trying to win this thing, what's, what's the play here? You know, do I come on, do I try to mm-hmm. butter you up? Or do I just try to slay you with, you know, a promo? Do I cry? Do I tell you some sort of story about how this is, you know, my lifelong dream? and I fan? And by the way, is it open to Canadians as well, or just Americans?
1: I think we have to limit to U.S. residents just because. Oh, I mean, what the heck? Really? Sorry, um, no, no love. No, for no, that. no.
4: Honestly, that is unbelievable. Thank you very much to DraftKings. And uh, and truthfully, I had nothing to do with this. This was all you. You did it all. So I'm curious to see now where can viewers you know let's say i live in canada or europe where can i just check out all the videos just probably so just use the hashtag just and use search through them yeah use the, the hashtag the
1: and now so here here's a little bit more on the contest so okay entries our entries are going to close next tuesday the reason for that being next monday we will give you one last opportunity we will say this is it this is your last shot okay. if you haven't gotten it in you need to get it in because you're about to win a ticket to UFC 205 if, if you do it right. So yes. this contest is going to end next Tuesday. And now that's not all because the winner, obviously, so the, somebody's going to be attending 205, but there's also going to be somebody who's going to win the pool. They're going to win this entry at DraftKings um, because they have right. to enter and they have to play. So somebody has to you know win that. They're going to get, obviously... Some love from from old New York Rick, who who uh, has an affinity for, man for the people. people. Who, yeah, yeah. Man of the people, yeah, men of the people. But yeah. also somebody who has who has been in that position, having all the pressure in the world on you to make these picks, and you've successfully navigated those waters and and made some good picks. Well, I don't know about
4: successfully. I mean, historically, you have not <laughs> successfully navigated them. But anyway, continue. I can
1: I can appreciate that. Um, <laughs> So somebody is going to win that. What what we've decided, and Ariel, you don't even know this. You're gonna have to. You're gonna yeah. have to. Okay. You're going have to grin and bear it and and uh, play along here. Oh, here we go. They if they are able to make it, they are going to be able to visit us on the MMA Hour set. That's that's uh, the 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 first prize is you're going to be able to visit us on the MMA hour, M- MMA Hour set. Excuse me, and I am going to give you uh, that shout out on, on on a subsequent show. Now. If you're not in New York, if you're not in the tri-state area, that may be a difficult thing for you to do. So, Ariel and I will record a, a personal message to you. Now, he has—he doesn't even know that this is happening. I've co-opted. it. I've made it a, a thing. It's already done. Ariel and I are going to send a personal message to you um, and give you that shout out on the show if you cannot make it to the studio. Now, for this one, unfortunately, DraftKings is not footing the bill uh, to send you to the MMA hour set. So you have to be—you have to be local. Alex. Um, second prize oh, now
4: to, wait. I just want to say one thing yeah. about that. Um, if they do visit the studio, as long as I don't have to shake their hand, that's cool. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think that we can call them on the phone. Why do we have to record? Like, let's just get their number and speak to the person if they can't make it.
1: That's fair enough. We, we can, we can work that part of it out, but we will, we will contact you personally. We will address you. Okay. We will acknowledge your victory. You are a champion. Second yeah. prize. You're going to win some item of memorabilia. Now, at this point, I've, I've indicated that we're going to give away one of these figures that we see over here. Let's, let's cut to the Skype shot for one second.
4: Um, you're, you're actually getting rid of some of my toys?
1: We have the Round 5 MMA... Uh, figures over (laughs) here we're gonna give away one this is from the set um very very rare opportunity to
4: start giving away my stuff
1: we're giving away one figure ariel has no say in which one it is ariel has no say in what that we're doing this and we're gonna sign one of these programs over here oh we're gonna sign one of these programs and that is for my programs yeah your programs. those are
4: relics people would die for that somebody's getting i've been holding on to those for years yeah, some One I mean, is actually signed by Alistair Overeem, the one where he beat uh, Brett Rogers. Probably want Could that be one that. More.
1: Well, we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. But there's going to be some props from this set that are going to be given to the second-place uh, contestant, and we're also going to give a shout-out, obviously. And third-place uh, DraftKings, once again, stepping up to the plate, they're going to give away a swag bag uh, full Jeez. of DraftKings gear uh, for the third-place person. So there's two ways to win. You can win the ticket... By giving the best uh, video, the best one-minute video. Who's
4: picking? Who picks? By the way, who picks the video? I mean, are you the one?
1: Yours truly. I mean, I have to it? sit. I have to sit with this person, so yours truly gets the. Uh, oh man! Gets the selection. Can't wait to see who you pick. And uh, and also, please try to win the pool. Um, we'd love to have you in studio. We'd love to greet you. And uh, who knows? Maybe you end up hosting one day. That's that's how it happened for me. I ended up in the studio, yes. and, and look now I'm in the driver's seat. So, um, we cannot thank the, the, the people at DraftKings enough. It's, an, I mean, needless to say, this is an incredible opportunity. I think, uh, you out there, um, can recognize that and, and are going to be stoked to, uh, to accompany me to UFC 205. Um, we'd love to, uh, to have you there. So get those videos in by next Tuesday. Um, I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Ariel, can we do better than that? Yeah.
4: No, I don't think we've ever done better than that. Uh, Quite frankly, I think it's all downhill from here. (laughs) Might as well close shop after today. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Uh, No, DraftKings, seriously. Thank you very much to them. And I can't wait to see who wins. And, you know, as I'm uh, burping my daughter (laughs) in the middle of the night, I'll be checking out those hashtags. I mean, I hope people actually put some thought into this because I think that you're going to be, you know, looking for something pretty special. And, Man, 205. I haven't gone on StubHub in a while, but like hmm. what's what's a, what's an average 205 ticket going for these days?
1: Uh, an arm and a
4: leg, I believe is the actual quoted yeah. rate.
1: <laughs> so, um you you need to be entering this contest. And look, if you give me bad entries, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to take that ticket, and I'm going to take my wife. She's been oh, yeah. she's been dying to go to this event. You that know what I allowed? told her? I told that her allowed? I told her, no, you cannot come to this event. We have to give this away. DraftKings is, is giving us this prize to give away to a fan who, who's shown proclivity uh, for playing DraftKings, uh, an incredible uh, fantasy player, and at the same time, desperate to go. They need to be there. And uh, I had to tell my wife, no. So guess what? Give me some good entries. Um, otherwise, I'm, I'm swallowing it. That's it. My wife's going. Too bad.
4: Maybe take my daughter, you know?
1: Nah, I don't want to expose her to the MMA too soon.
4: That's true. Also, she doesn't need to take it. I mean, under two, I <laughs> think. At MSG, you don't need to take it, so you she can can take her anyway. She
1: can work the event. I mean, she can go with you, and you know, right? Be backstage.
4: It is a trip, I'll tell you. One day, hopefully, uh, you get to experience this. Like you have kids who are in oh, no. two, don't and you this. sort of reach a point, and then you go all the way back and you start over. You know, with the spit ups and all that. I mean, it's kind of like I equate it to having a VHS tape and finishing it, and then you know, it just rewinds to the beginning, and you get to do the whole thing all over again.
1: My wife is watching this live and you've planted seeds that cannot be <laughs> unplanted. So um, let's wrap with this. Ariel, thank you so much. Um,
4: That's it? You're getting rid of me? I'm, I'm kicking it? you I'm off. I'm pretty short spot. Not yeah, a single I mean, question. Nothing about MMA, Shane Carlin, uh, What do you know about DSP? MMA? What do you know, know about nothing. MMA? I know absolutely nothing. Um, no, in all seriousness, you did great. You did better than great. Really. Um, I I'm probably more excited than you are right now. (laughs) And, uh, it's been a long time coming and you've been asking for, you know, the, the big opportunity and the time just fell right. And you'll always remember that you got your first shot hosting the show. Uh, you know, just a few days after my, my beautiful daughter was born. And I, and I like that as well. I like that, that synergy as well. So enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you very much for doing it. I'm happy that we can give people a show that are, you know, this is one of the most underrated streaks in MMA right now. I mean, you talk about Max Holloway, Tony Ferguson. We have not missed a show in 2016. That's that's a first for us. We have not gone this far into a year without missing a show for whatever reason. I'm very proud of that, and you made it happen. So thank you very much. Uh, you, you did amazing. A plus, my man. Uh, enjoy the rest. And uh, last thing I'll before
1: I let week. you go. I'll last see you thing. Next week. Last yeah. thing before yeah. I let you go. Keeping with tradition, I don't know if you even know this, but I mean, you may know this. Your mother texted me yes. to wish me oh. good luck that she t- always texts you before every show. So keeping She's tradition alive right. one more time. That's a be- uh, it meant the world to me and Mama uh, knows. I'm, I'm so happy. Mama knows, uh, gave me that text and, and it meant everything to me. Ariel, congratulations. Thank you so much.
4: Yeah. And one last thing I keep interrupting you. One last thing, everyone, uh, for all the nice messages, uh, you know, my family read them. They love reading them. Thank you so much. Uh, people are so kind such great people and I saw the way they were supporting you and you know trying to give you confidence just amazing people in the family community so I really really appreciate it I know you do as well and I hope everyone who's uh, about to celebrate or has celebrated hope you have a happy Halloween
1: thank you Ariel peace I'm out of (laughs) here what a way to end it couldn't have ended any other way Um, but it's not over yet so let me just recap this for anybody who missed it in the briefest possible way you're going to enter at draftkings.com I'm going to tweet out the link right now for the MMA Hours League. You're going to join that league. So that's step number one. Let's tweet that out right now. So the link to that just went out on my Twitter, at New York Rick. So you're going to enter that league. Then, after you've done that, you're going to tag me, and you're going to tag DraftKings, at New York Rick, at DraftKings. On Twitter or Instagram. Not open to any other platforms, not open to Facebook, Snapchat, anything like that. So you're going to tag me on Instagram or Twitter. If you don't have a Twitter, if you don't have an Instagram, just make one. It's a contest. You'll be fine. Don't don't worry about it. Make one of those accounts or use your existing account. Tag both of us. Also, include the hashtag rickstix205, R-I-C-S-T-I-X-205, and send me up to one minute, of video, why you belong there, why you need to be at UFC 205. You need to be there right next to me watching these fights, getting an incredible experience on behalf of our friends at DraftKings. Um, it, I mean, that's it. It's that easy. It doesn't get better than that. Get creative. Send your videos to me now. So over the last couple of months, there's been a lot of messages. I see them. Don't, don't worry about that. I do not miss these messages. I've seen them. People have been asking for questions. We're going to do some questions. How, what, what kind of MMA hour would it be without some fan questions? We're going to answer questions for the last 20 minutes of this show, and then we're going to say goodbye. So we're not going to have them on the screen, because guess what? That's my role. I'm always doing that. This time, I'm here, so I can't put them up on the screen for you, but I'm going to read them out on Twitter. So uh, Christopher, Kit, came to the studio, incredible, one of our, our hardcore fans. Did Matt Mitrione come across like a meathead over his unprovoked attack on John Jones? No, he was, uh, he was selling it and he did a damn good job. John Jones, you know, when they, when somebody says, uh, you mad John Jones guy, he got a little agitated and he probably hit him with the, I don't really care. You're, you're beneath me. He, he was clearly upset, uh, he kept going on and on about it and Matt Mitrione got what he wanted. He got it a little extra, expo- he got a little extra exposure and now we're talking about him in a possible fight with Fedor. Matt Mitrione did not cross the line. Uh, he was promoting in, in a very uh, smart way. Also from Christopher, will McGregor be in the pound for pound conversation if he wins two belts? I think McGregor is already in the pound for pound conversation. Uh, I don't know how much that actually means anymore. Um, it, you know, you typically associate the champions with that type of thing. Um, I don't know how. I don't know if the rankings, if the pound for pound rankings, if any of that really has that much significance in, in modern day MMA. But if you are the champion simultaneously, never been done before. If you're the champion simultaneously in two UFC weight classes, you are clearly one of the best fighters on the planet, and you are clearly somebody whose skills translate across weight classes. It's never been done. BJ Penn and Randy Couture have held belts in different weight classes, but not simultaneously. If Connor can pull this off, nothing more needs to be said. The guy's got an unassailable record. Do you think Bisping, this is from Chris Welsh on Twitter. Do you think Bisping has a big enough name to bring Nick Diaz back or will it have to be somebody bigger? We had uh, John Pollock on the show. I asked him about it. We had uh, Mark Ray Mundy on the show. We asked him about it. I like the Bisping versus GSP fight. I do think it makes sense at this point, but Mark brought up Anderson silver versus GSP. We have waited so long for the potential of that fight. Now it's a bit of a Mayweather Pacquiao situation. We're not getting them at their peak powers, but um, it's been bandied about. It's been talked about for so long that I think that that's what we finally have to see. I would love to see GSP versus uh, Anderson Silva, and I think this is the only time we would have gotten it. it people who are long-standing champions are not inclined to leave their weight class um, and, and chase uh, a, a super fight because they, they have everything to lose. Uh, if they if they end up losing that fight, they potentially look uh, weakened. Now we've come to the point where GSP has stepped away for a long time, even though he hasn't lost. He, his last uh, official fight was a win. And Anderson Silva since has, has lost his, his championship reign came to an end. We're at the right cross section here. We're at the right point where that fight um, could reasonably happen. And I'm still at the point where I want to see it. I don't, I don't know about you out there. You know, let me know on Twitter um, if Anderson Silva versus GSP is still a fight you want to see. But for me, that is still the fight I want to see. Nick Diaz, um, I, I like that fight. I think obviously big money. Um, fights are, are what Nick Diaz is interested in and George St. Pierre is big money. Um, it's not It's not a fight I'm dying to see. It's not a fight I'm dying to see. Um, but it's It's certainly a, a UFC pay-per-view headliner. No doubt about it. George St. Pierre versus Nick Diaz would be... Um, big box office. It's just not, it's just not the fight that that's getting me going for George St. Pierre. If George St. Pierre is coming back, I want to see something special. I want to see Bisping because he's the reigning middleweight champion. That's special. That's something that that has significance in our sport. Uh, Anderson Silva, these two were at the height of their powers together. They are, they are considered two of, if not the two best mixed martial artists of all time. Um, there's significance there. That's the type of fight I want to see George St. Pierre come back for. Uh, Fitz MMA Fitz on Twitter comes to us with the question how and when did you meet Ariel are you an MMA fighting employee Um, I met Ariel via email as I described at the top of the show, if you missed it, um, I sent Ariel one email saying I wanted to get him coffee and uh, shine up his his MMA journalist of the year trophies. And um, at the time, my timing could not have been better. Vox was taking over the show from AOL. He gave me that opportunity. He put me in touch with the right people at Vox. Um, I've been here ever since. I'm one of the, 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 the OGs of the SB Nation uh, studio family. And uh, it's been an incredible ride. And now here I am sitting in in this seat. I I couldn't ask for more. Um, So I met Ariel. The first time I met Ariel face-to-face is a different question. I don't even recall, which is... Insane. I probably should. I don't know if Ariel does. I doubt it. Um, but we might have just, you know, met in the in the original SB Nation studio um, when I was interviewing for, for the position. And it wasn't Ariel who interviewed me. It was the studio team uh, who did that. Ariel just knew that I that I was a big MMA fan. I in my email, and he's read it on air. Unfortunately, I referenced the Marcus Brimage interview. He had just fought at I want to say you've see on Fox maybe it was a Fox. It was, it was a fight night or a Fox event. Marcus Brimage had just fought. It was the interview where he talked about, um, bringing home, uh, bigger girls and rampage Jackson crashed it. It was probably one of the most off the rails interview Arial, interviews Ariel's ever done. Um, it stuck with me so much in my mind, um, that I had to email him and I, it was my perfect segue for, for trying to get in the door here and guess what? It worked. So, um, if anybody's out there, and you're trying to get into the MMA space. It's a very difficult space to get into. Um, but my advice, and this applies to anything that's not just MMA, give it a shot. Send one email. What's the worst that could happen? They can say no, and then that's it. It's no big deal. Uh, you, you can face it and, and move on. But, you know, chase that. I wanted to be on this show, and now I'm hosting it. It's crazy. How many belts change hands at UFC 205? So we talked about this earlier with Devin. We previewed the card a little bit. Uh, this is from uh, Connor Huff uh, on Twitter. How many belts change hands? So these are my Rick's picks. Um, I'm thinking that Eddie Alvarez is going to keep the belt. Now, Conor McGregor has proven critics of his style, of his resume, of everything about him, that he's all talk, that he's not tough, that he gives up when it counts. He's Every single thing that somebody has said about him as a detraction, he has proven incorrect. Um, he has gotten it done every single time in there. Um, and... I think that it, counting him out is obviously a mistake. The guy is clearly one of the best fighters on the planet. That said, Eddie Alvarez is a very, very different fighter than some of the guys that Connor has faced. He's going to be aggressive from the start and he's been in trouble. Eddie Alvarez has been in trouble uh, in 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 some of these high pressure um title fights he's been he's been through the wars he's he's done it all over there's not a single thing that conor mcgregor can do that will shake his confidence there's not a single thing that conor mcgregor can do that he might not have seen before um i'm i'm thinking that eddie alvarez is his experience in the in the cage is what and the ring you know in, in previous fights is what's going to uh ultimately uh, keep him there that said eddie alvarez has been tagged before he's he's gotten clipped the thing about Eddie Alvarez is he seems to always recover from it. Now, we're going to see if Conor McGregor's power translates at 155, and especially against a guy who's as tough and durable as Eddie Alvarez. Uh, Eddie's taken those shots before, and he's been put on queer street, but he's recovered. Um, we're going to see if Conor can put him down, and that's what's so intriguing about this matchup. I love this matchup, but I don't think there's going to be any psychological warfare that Conor is going to be able to wage that's going to shake Eddie Alvarez. The guy is um, as tough as they come. Ariel did that walk and talk with him. We've seen you know, what he's been through. Um, there's not going to be, uh, something that shakes him. Uh, so he's not going to be defeated before he comes in the cage. But that said, Conor McGregor still has a damn good shot of, of defeating him inside the cage. I see that as, as a razor close fight. I am a little surprised that Conor McGregor is the, the favorite there. Um, but it's, it's very hard to predict. I, I see it as, as a, a coin flip in my eyes. Did I watch Helen a cell yesterday? If so, what did I think Jordan Walsh? I did watch Helen a cell. Um, up until the, the final moments of, of the main event between Sasha Banks and, and uh, Charlotte, I got uh, taken away by a phone call. I missed the apex of the night. I missed, I missed you know, what we were all here for. I typically come out of these, and, and we've talked about WWE on the show before. I typically come out of these very impressed um, with the WWE product. I always have a good time. This one didn't really do it for me. Um I think maybe it was too much of the cell stuff. Um there were too many matches that were the same that looked, you know, uh, essentially identical. Um I liked the storyline, but overall, you know, this might have been one of the 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 lower uh WWE events that I've tuned in for and they and they're, you know, few and far between, but this one wasn't that great for me. But I am very much looking forward to to Brock Lesnar and Bill Goldberg and I think, you know, there's MMA fans that'll be interested in that as well. It's not just uh WWE. Ryan Hobbs, how would you compare modern day Bellator to Strike Force at its peak? It's a good comparison. I mean, clearly, you know, the the Scott Coker thing is is the most obvious and 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 rich the matchmaker. Um, I think that the strategy is clear here. You know, you build up the the up and coming prospects with, you know, fights that uh, that you know, there's no there's no two two ways about it that that build them up with with can crushing. They they're, they're going to beat up some some fighters that that might not belong in there with a, with a a fighter of their caliber and they're going to move on to the next one. Um, eventually then you just put them in the you know the title position and then the title fights um but do i I see the comparisons i get it it makes sense um it's what you have to do when you when you don't have the ufc's uh depth when you don't have the roster now that said they're bringing in guys like um rory mcdonald's who who are going to make a splash in in that division they're bringing in guys like uh benson henderson who are going to make a splash and and maybe change up that uh the way that goes um but for now I, i i see the comparison it makes sense to me If you had the chance to have anybody as your guest in studio, who would that be? I'm tempted to say Ariel, just because it would be such a weird, unique, unique experience. Uh, But we just had him on the phone and it was fun. Um, Who would I like to fans of the show? know BJ Penn. Very special place in my heart. Would I like to sit across from BJ Penn and have a conversation? Yeah. And I think it would be damn interesting because I'm most interested when it comes to BJ Penn in talking about the motivations and, you know, what happened throughout his career. Tell me about these highs, these lows. And, um, I was on that journey with him as a fan. So comparing experiences would be, uh, absolutely incredible. Let's go with BJ Penn for that question. We're going to take some questions from the website as well. Um, can't wait for the best episode ever. Rick is going to host this episode. This is from Abdel Riff. Congrats to Ariel and his family with the new addition to family. Uh, good luck, Rick. I always have faith in you. Not a question. I thought I selected a question, but thank you. Um, he's always in the comment section. We, we really appreciate that. Ah, here's his question. Can we talk about some kickboxing? How much do you look forward to Glory Collision? Glory Collision is going to be massive. Glory also has an event coming up uh, this Saturday uh, on the 5th. And... Um, it's going to be Glory 35 in Nice, France, and uh, it's going to be a great card. Glory Collision, Rico versus Botter is huge. In fact, there's going to be a uh, press conference tomorrow with Rico and Botter uh, at 11 a.m. Uh, on the Glory YouTube channel for that, to promote that event. We talked a little bit about kickboxing earlier with, uh, with Devin Sawa and, and John Pollock. We talked about Bill Goldberg. He, he had been involved with Glory at, at one time, um, a Muay Thai practitioner himself. Super excited for, for Glory Collision. No pressure. You've got the uh, big boy seat, New York Rick. We all have faith in you. Ariel better watches back. Who should face you champion if she continues her dominance at straw weight? That's from KTEWKS. I wouldn't even try to pronounce that. Um, who, said, who should face you face a champion? It's got to be Jessica Andrade. Um, that's, that's the fight to make. Uh, she's proven herself at that weight class. Um, there's, there's no other fight I want to see. We talked about the fighter insurance with Mark Ray Mundy. Next lightweight challenger, Tony Ferguson manages to beat RDA on Saturday and Habib meets Michael Johnson at USC 205. Who do you think will be deserving of the next lightweight title shot? That's tough. Um, I'm going to have to go with Habib with the caveat that he has to make it to fight night. I mean, obviously, the health is, is an issue and, and it continues to be one that we raise with him. But I think he's earned it. I think. You know, going undefeated this long is is a feather in his cap that that Tony doesn't have now. Tony's on a very impressive win streak of his own, um, but uh, I, I've got to give it to Habib. I think he's he's the next in line. Um Congrats on the chair. Happy to see you getting the nod to host. Is this something you'd like to do more of? Sure. I love this. This was a really, really fun experience. And I can't thank Ariel enough, but I can't thank you guys enough for all the love and support that um, I got on Twitter and, and on the the show post before the show. Um, this is something I, I've wanted. And don't forget, I'm still gonna talk to Ariel. I want the uh, preview show in New York. I want the USC 205 preview show. That's still the spot I want. Um, but this... Um, me this meant everything to me uh that Ariel would you know leave leave this opportunity with me because he this is his pride and joy he built this from scratch and uh i'm I was always just happy to be a part of it um but now he's given me this opportunity. Um, I, I, I would love to do more of it, but uh, this show is, is Ariel Hawani's show, and it will remain that way uh, f- for the foreseeable future, uh, hopefully forever. I hope forever uh, because he's the best at what he does. He's the best in the business, no doubt about it. Um, but other things like this, I would love to. I'd, I'd absolutely love to. TJ Dillashaw. TJ Dillashaw isn't going to get a title fight against Cruz. What would you like to see him do next? Should he fight another top challenger or wait it out for the winner of, of Cruz and Cody Garbrandt? Um, TJ's in a tough spot. This will be our last question. I think, um, TJ's, TJ's probably, you know, best trying to keep his tools sharp and, and take another fight. But, um, if he waits, he's, he's, he's right there. And, um, I think he'd, he'd be deserving of a title shot. And also he's got the storyline with both guys. So, um, if I was TJ, I'd probably hold out and, and see what happens, see how it shakes out. Um, but uh he's he's likely next in line, so I'd I'd probably see how it shakes out. Now, we've reached the end of the show. We've had John Pollock on, we've had Devin Sawa on, we've had Mark Raymondi on, we've had Ariel Helwani on, and um I, I, I can't even describe I've, I've talked about this a, f- a few times already I can't even describe How much it means to me That you guys have tuned in For this show um, and, and shown me that love and support um, So I thank you And now As is tradition Hit my music Thank you everybody For sticking along um, On this journey with me Hopefully You know i know we had a lot of talk there weren't fighters on i hope we addressed all the mma topics that you were hoping to to hear um i didn't want to you know just dive into the deep end and start trying to do um what ariel does i don't do what ariel does ariel is um one of a kind there's a reason um he is where he is and uh trying to replicate that would have been uh impossible not only impossible but just a bad idea that's not my position that's not what i'm here for um i hope you enjoyed the the engagement that that you know that's what the fans say that they love so much about me and ariel hope you enjoyed the engagement with with some of the people that were on today uh in in john pollock tooting tooting the horn and, and ringing the bell for a long time in devon sawa a friend um a, a f- tremendous actor uh, go see final destination if you haven't and um and go see his new movie on november 18th uh, but a, a really uh, knowledgeable MMA fan And, and somebody who's, who's you know Tuning into this show every week Much like some of you And then Mark Mundy, The New York boy um, my, my New York boy um, And uh, it, it, it's, it, it's indescribable um, That, that they, they would even grant their, their time to me on this show Anyway, enough of that um, Most importantly This is what we did We set up a contest Where you can win Tickets to UFC 205 and it's easy. It's not hard at all. You just have to send me a video. Tell me why you deserve to go. I want I want you to win. So give yourself that opportunity, make it count. Peace. I'm out of here.